Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Mailed Fuzz Network. I'm Peter, and I'm joined as always with Matt. Hey, what's up, people? And Connor the Ginger's here too. I always feel so insulted when you say it like that. I mean, I mean, I, I would feel so insulted if I had a soul. If you had a soul. Yeah. If. Big key, if. Keyword. Big, big Key if. contraction. Conjunction. I feel like I'm supposed to be insulted. I, I don't really oh, you care. You gotta work on your self-esteem, man. You gotta work on that. I don't think I care if I do insult you. I just enjoy the the motions of insulting you. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, that's, that's kind of yeah. where I am with it. But we do talk about DC Comics typically, and we have a lot to talk about this week because it's week two, and week two from DC uh, right now is always hefty. So this week we have the DC Rebirth Holiday Special issue one. We also have Detective Comics 946, Action Comics 969, Wonder Woman issue 12, The Flash issue 12, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey issue 5, Supergirl issue 4, Superwoman issue 5, New Superman issue 6. Which, by the way, I feel like they should really split those three super books up and spread them out the month. Yeah. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? It's weird. I mean, obviously, at the minute, we have Action and then Superman alternating. And they alternate, yeah, so that's fine. That's one a week of those main books. But you'd feel like these, like all these secondary super books could be nicely spread. Because you've got three that are all monthly. Yeah. And you'd launch them all on one week. Soon to be four with uh, Super Sons, if we're counting that. Yeah. Please don't tell me that's this week as well. No, that's week three. You're good. Oh, thank God. Uh, but in addition to those, we also have Deathstroke issue eight. We have part of Suicide Squad issue eight. We'll explain why part of when we get to it. Because uh, you might remember that none of us actually read that typically right now. So there's a reason why that's creeping in here, which we'll get to when we get to it. Uh, and then Connor will be also be filling us in on Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Court issue ten. And his favourite, Red Hood and the Outlaws issue five. So that's all the issues that are coming up on today's show. Um, I will make this opening bit very brief because we have some news to talk about as well. Matt, how was your week? Pretty good, pretty good. Great. Connor, um, how was your week? <laughs> it was good. Can I mention something DC-related real quick? Okay. Uh, I watched the first <laughs> chunk of the uh, the new uh, Justice League action cartoon. It, it just launched this week, and they, they did a big like four-part launch. I've watched the first three. It's pretty fun. It's it's not like amazing deep storytelling. It's kind of more Brave and the Bold crossed with maybe Teen Titans Go. But it's mm. it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, he actually just reminded me. Of a couple. Like I've I've obviously got some comics news here, like ready to go. You've just reminded me of two things that are DC related that aren't comics that we might want to just briefly touch upon. One is Wonder Woman's uh, entry into the UN as an ambassador has been revoked due to uh, petitions and criticism from people. And then immediately a counter-petition was set up to reinstate her. (laughs) Yeah, the petition that got her kicked out was 45,000 signatures, so maybe the counter-petition will uh, beat that and we can see where it goes from there. What is going on in this world? Like... This why we can't we can't put a fictional. Do you know, character. Do you know what annoyed me most about this petition? It wasn't even about the fact that she was a fictional character. It was about <laughs> the fact that when she was created, it was like she was she was really sexual, and then over the time, she's just become another white woman. Basically, that was a big part of the petition and the reason. It but got she's cold. made out of clay. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't want. I don't want to get. This is no, a deep, no. This is a deep hole to get into. All, all I will say, my opinion on this is that this was an attempt to do something 
genuine and nice and you know it was meant to be inspirational and people have taken it and twisted it and i feel like it's a good thing has been ruined uh yeah by people and i think that's a shame welcome to 2016 people yeah 2016 really does suck yeah yep um and the other bit of news (laughs) which is dc related but not exactly comics is they did announce a new movie this week uh, in the DC Extended Universe. Gotham City Sirens is going to be a thing with Margot Robbie yes. in the lead. Do you know what the worst part is? I should love this. Mm-hmm. Those three are like my favourite like comic team ever. Like yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then I just I can't even bring myself I can't bring myself to hate it. I just can't care. Yeah, David Ayer, who did Suicide Squad is back to direct it and it's a thing that's happening and yeah, we should be over the moon, but we're not because the movies in this universe so far have been terrible. And, and... you know what? I even like him as a director, but not for this film. Like this, this that he's good at action and stuff, but this feels like maybe it should be a bit more comedic yeah, fun. Sirens, yeah, Sirens was about the relationship and what they were doing when they weren't yeah. being bat villains, and they were almost reforming, as it were. Which yeah. so... I can almost guarantee the plot of that movie is not going to be that. No, not at all. So, there you go. That that was just a couple of quick things to touch on because they happened uh, this week and they were DC-related. More on the comic side of things, though, we do have a couple of exciting things for March. The full solicits are coming on Monday, so expect maybe a bit on that next week if there's anything interesting else popping up. But the one big thing we do have to talk about is uh, they've announced the first Superman crossover that's going to be happening in uh, both issues of Superman and both issues of Action Comics coming in March. We've heard rumblings about it before. It's called Superman Reborn and the only real you know, the real thing they've told us here is that the Mr. Oz line from Rebirth, you're not what you think you are and neither was New 52 Superman. Not that he said it in those words. I'm, I'm saying it that way to make it sound... Paraphrasing. Yeah, to make it easier to understand. We're going to learn what that means. That This is what this story is going to be about. And my, my cat's really excited about it. Either that, I that he spotted a bug in the wall because he sort of like jumped up and made a noise at it. That's um, funny. But yeah, uh, this is exciting. It's pretty cool. Uh, the covers for this are also pretty awesome. The last one is particularly interesting. I won't say what it is just in case you're the sort of person who avoids looking at the future covers Those type of things. for the spoilers mm-hmm. and things like that. Because honestly, sometimes I do think they are a little bit too spoilery. But, uh, but what can you do? Exciting. Yeah, definitely. Matt, you're you're the the head. I'm, if I say anything, I'm going to give it away, so I'm being quiet. Okay, I will say this but, uh, though: that, that that last cover does lead us to think that we were probably right about something that we have speculated in the past. Yeah, but I also think it might be a swerve. So okay. yeah, I could see that. Yeah, too. I get that. Putting it on a cover makes it feel like, oh, this is what they want you to think. Yeah. So and, you know, covers let- can be misleading. Unless we're reading into what the cover is because of what we already think it is. Right. That's possible. You know? So, uh, I don't know. But that's coming in March, so we're pretty excited about that. And it's, I also it seems... like one of, them, one of them has a backup story by Paul Dini. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say cool. that. Yeah, and so I'm looking forward to that. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, big event. Well, I say event. Big crossover coming in March from the mm-hmm. Superman family. Uh, 
The other small thing I wanted to touch on is uh, actually there's going to be a Batgirl annual in March. March will be the next month with the fifth week. So we don't know if we're getting any more annuals in that week that we'll be covering, but we'll at least be getting that one. And it's going to be a team-up story with Batgirl and Supergirl, which is pretty cool and exciting. Um, I'm, I'm really down for that. Uh, there also is a new arc in a Batgirl and the Birds of Prey starting that month, which Nightwing's involved in, which is pretty cool. There's, there's a new arc in quite a few things, and a Green Arrow's getting one, and... Yeah, because uh, Roy's going to be in Green Arrow, yeah, so that'll be yeah. something else of interest. Yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of cool March should things. be a, an exciting month, really. Yeah, probably not as exciting as February, because February's got like three or four new books launching. But Well, yeah, but it'll just keep the excitement going, won't it? Well, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's the news we wanted to touch on this week before we get into the books, but let's do that because there's a lot of them, and the first one is quite big. The first one is an anthology, uh, DC Rebirth Holiday Special Issue 1, with stories by various, we'll talk about the, the writers or whatever as we go, uh, but yeah, so this is a Christmas special. Uh, the stories themselves seem to be in continuity, whereas the sort of bridging story around them, I imagine, isn't. Yeah. Cause it's well, kind of... maybe. I, I like the idea that it is as well. I don't know, you got the rogues hanging out in Caroline. Yeah, you've got Batman. Yeah, you've got Batman and Superman hanging around with Harley Quinn. That's not well, yeah, actually happening. Yeah, I get that, but I like the idea that ah, it's Christmas. We'll all just take a night off and have fun. I mean, it there it's meant to be an interstitial, like because you yeah. have Canary singing the uh, 12, 12 days of Christmas, and each time it gets farther on, and she and Zatanna is actually pulling the things out. Yeah. Uh, in the song. So, you know, it's and just, those, it's meant to be madcap and zany. Yeah, there's even one of the sections of, the, of this uh, this wraparound is Raven keeps getting hit in the head with a book. First by Harley and then by uh, Beast Boy. Beast Boy. So, so you know, it's just, it's just a wacky wraparound yeah. thing. Wink, wink. And also, this is the part that was written by Dini. Because obviously last week we were a little bit... Was it last week? Yeah, yeah I think it was, we were a little bit worried that it was just going to recycle his his Harley story from the Batman annual. Oh no, very different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so the first story was called "The Last Minute." And it's a Superman Batman story written by Tim Seeley and art by Ian Churchill. And this is basically after Batman and Superman take down a monster together. It's Christmas Eve, and Superman's like, "Oh crap, that video game that John wanted." Uh, you know, it's, it's getting sold out everywhere, everywhere's closing, so he has to rush off and try and get it. And Damien beats him to the punch, and we think it's Damien who wants it for himself, but it turns out Damien got it for John, and it's a nice little yeah. Christmas moment. It was Jingle All The Way meets Superman. Pretty yeah. much. With, with less uh, threats for cookies and other things, yeah. but... That was kind of. It was nice. But it was a lot of fun. It was nice, and each time Superman makes a stop, he can't let like these small things go. So he's intervening all over the world while hunting yeah. down this toy. It was nice, yeah. And and then Damien not being a total jerk at the end, but yeah. he did kind of just to show up Superman, you know. Well, it's very Damien, isn't it? Well, yeah, I, it is. So. I just Joe, I love those see when he's at the uh, the store and he grabs it before Clark does. I love that mm-hmm. he's dressed in what like a, a businessman would be wearing, right? But not yeah. only that, not only has he got the, the the long coat over his shoulders, but not in the sleeves, like a you know sort of rich businessman. His uh-huh. scarf is red and his shirt is green. He's wearing the Robin colors. He's got the Power Rangers uh, rules here in play. Yeah, he has to wear his. But colors. I mean, to be fair, they are Christmas colors as well. That's too, yeah. 
Matter of coincidence. These are Robin <laughs> colours. Yeah. I mean, well, you I could also... say that, but Clark and John are also wearing red and green, so... Well, yeah, you get to the scene where they're back at the, the Smith residence in Hamilton County, and they had uh, Bruce and Damien over for Christmas dinner, and the, the, the Smith slash Kents are all wearing matching sweaters. Yeah. You know, like, I thought that was a funny touch. So... My, my favorite moment was when... Uh... After he gets opens the present, Clark asks Bruce, "Did he know about this?" And Bruce's like, "I'm the world's greatest detective," but no. Yeah. No, I did not. And then later he challenges him to a game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's just it's just nice, heartwarming stuff. Bruce's been around for Christmas dinner. Even even early on, John and uh, Damien like on the phone to each other, talking about their dads. Just this mm-hmm. idea that we're building them knowing each other before we get to Super Sons. Well, I think yeah. that's the great thing about this. It's like. It's not a massive thing. It's just nice, but it's just good to see them have a relationship again. It kind of just describes every story in this book, if I'm honest. Like, none of them are really... Like, yeah. you're not missing much if you didn't get the story out of it. It's just... if you like, like these... probably the most Christmas spirit I've had all year, reading this. Yeah, probably. True. I don't know why I put it, actually. I've just noticed, because I'm sort of flicking through it as we go here, just to remind myself of the mm-hmm. stories as we're going, because there's too bloody many of them. But um, yeah. it's actually the wraparound here between these two stories... Uh, Harley's watching like a Christmas special, and like mm-hmm. there's three cold-based enemies uh, attacking Santa Claus, and it appears to be Captain Cold, Mister Freeze, and Killer Frost. And I couldn't help but wonder to myself as I was reading this, what no cold snap, <laughs> no cold snap, no Minister Blizzard either. Uh, the, the the newbies get the shaft until the, until they but, kind of reach a bit more maturity next year. Yeah, I also like that it looks like the old claymation ones. Mm. Like it's done in that that style, so that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one is a story about uh, John and crypto. John wants to get him a present. It's called "For the Dog Who Has Everything," which is a nice uh, reference to a classic Superman story. Yep, it's my favorite Superman story of all time. For the man who has everything, uh, it's written by Eric Esquivel. Esquivel, yeah. yeah. Es- uh, I'll go with that. And uh, layouts by Dan, Dan Jorgens, uh, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was just another nice heartwarming story, which I'm. It's actually a pretty small one. It's only two pages. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's basically just Clark and John going to the fortress, and John gets the idea to use Clark's old Superman belt from his old costume and turn it into a new collar for Crypto. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Again. I feel like that pretty much sums it up. Those nice little little moments like that, but that's pretty much it. The next one I feel like might be a favourite of someone's here. Uh, Just uh, before we go, I really like this interlude bit as well. Oh, go on. It's, yeah. uh, they're all talking about, oh, they're doing their, their Christmas shopping and, and Batman's doing his, and then everyone gets it saying, oh, there's been a donation made in, the, in their name to the one of the Wayne of Foundation course. funds. And they're all really just pissed at him, and he's just like, "You're welcome." Sipping the tea. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah he's sipping the tea. He's basically like Kermit in that meme. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, exactly that's exactly what it is. Yeah, but that's none of my business. He, um, he says, "If Mr. Wayne were here, I'm sure he'd say you're welcome." <laughs> but that's none of my business. No, I, I really like that page. Yeah. Now the next one's a detective chimp story where he teams up with Batman to find a stolen. Uh, 
well, what they think is a dog turns out to be dog. More, more of a reindeer. Um, oh, I love this story so much. It's, it's so good. It's called The Night We Save Christmas, uh, written by Heath Corson and Gustavo Duarte, Warren. and uh, yeah. art by Gustavo Duarte as well. So, yeah, this this is told in the style of a, a noir with uh, Detective Chimp like, narrating it and talking about the, the night and how much he like, dislikes Christmas and all that. Uh, highlights for me, I think, here is his interactions with Alfred, and Alfred calling him as sharp yep. as ever, and all that stuff. I like yeah. when he when he solves the crime that Bruce is working on. Yeah, in seconds, yeah. he's just, yeah. oh, well, it'll be this, yeah, yeah, whoever delivered those flowers, that's the killer. <laughs> yeah, and Bruce I... is just like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's basically just them hunting down, following the clues, going to different places, they find the elf, turns out to be a reindeer, and then the little, little touching twist at the end is that the the guy who hired him, who he thought was a mall Santa Claus, mm-hmm. they don't confirm it, but it, the idea is that he might be the real Santa Claus well, and that they saved one of his actual reindeer. Not yeah, just any reindeer. It. It's Rudolph. Rudolph, right? true. the red-nosed okay. reindeer. But, um, yeah. Because when they find him and it's not a dog, it, it reminded me of uh, Batman and the Annual in that first story. Mm. where he's like, Alfred, this is not my breakfast. <laughs> and then Batman sees the reindeer goes, that's not a dog. And I just, I love when yeah. they play at Batman's detective skills like that. Like, <laughs> he's not a world's greatest detective. Uh, no, I, it's, it's, a, this, it's a fun story. I, I'd argue this one's probably out of continuity. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would say it and whatnot, but this is the team that did Bizarro, the miniseries from last year, mm. that I highly recommend. Yeah, it was uh, great. It's it's more of this type of stuff where the comedy comes. It, it plays know, like a this, this plays a noir. That one plays a road trip. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Also, it's oh. interesting that the art in this one, Batman, looks very Dark Knight Returns esque, and it has a yeah, it's very yeah, Frank Miller, isn't it? I was I was a little bit worried reading it, but then it did the complete opposite. You know, yeah. even even the tease of blood turns out the guy just spilled his drink, and Detective Chip shot a warning shot to the air. Yeah, because you know? the, the title page gives us this like flash forward to like this elf lying in the snow with the blood, and it looks like a shot from Fargo almost the way it's yep. like set it's, up. it's that classic moment though, isn't it? Where it's like, oh, how did we get here? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the next story is a Constantine and Wonder Woman story, which I mean it was okay. I, I probably was one of my. I didn't understand it. Yeah, I, I wasn't super into this one. It's definitely one of the weaker ones. It's, yeah. they, they run into each other. He's looking for a witch. She's looking for uh, who's she looking for again? Dionysus. Yeah, and they were spotted. These two people were apparently spotted together, and they then find them. And there's a ghost of or an army of ghost witches that Constantine like gets to help him a little bit. And they ca- why not? Yeah, and and they yeah. capture them, and he makes a run for it, and. I do like that for these two characters, it plays up like the the, the pagan side of things instead of just Christmas. Yeah, yeah well, well, that's something. It works that, for these two. The book kind of does that as it goes through, because like, it kind of it kind of goes in chronological order. Whereas by the time you get to the end of the book, it's doing New Year's and uh, mm-hmm. Three Kings uh, Day. Yeah. yeah, the Epiphany. Yeah. So it kind of does that, and the joke at the end is that uh, he's been having these like dreams and that's what he was trying to remove the curse for so he, he dreams of sitting on Santa's lap at the end as he's yeah. which I didn't think the payoff was like worth it Yeah, like, that was uh, the whole thing this is what you're going to fight an army of witches for 
Like, but even he's pissed off because like his reaction in the dream is the same. It's like, damn it, really this? Yeah, this um, was this was the first one that I didn't really care for all me that too. much. It was yeah, just kind it wasn't, of wasn't yeah. as great. Uh, yes, if you if you, any evidence that the uh, the wraparound wasn't in continuity, we've got the Flash mm. singing carols with the Rogues while Superman plays piano. I just I feel like that's probably well. Poison not Ivy and Harley sit at the bar. Discussing the spirit of Christmas, but it does it does imply that this is all happening because Ivy has spiked all their drinks. So yeah, could be continuity. But Gorilla Grodd's there too, Connor. Yeah, Gorilla Grodd. Shut up! Don't ruin this for me. (laughs) All right, next is a a Flash Christmas Carol, which is written by James Tinian the Fourth and art by Robbie Rodriguez. And this was a delightful little story about how Flash has a pact with the Rogues after this one incident where the, the Rogues are stealing stuff from. A bank, and he stops them. But in, in in the crossfire of doing so, this truck of presents for all these new orphans and foster kids gets you know spilled over, and Captain Cold basically says, "Look, we'll return what we stole. You don't have to worry about us. Just make sure all the kids get their presents." And they make a pact, and that's ever since then they've never they always go offline, as it were, until after New Year's over the holidays yep. because they don't want to ruin Christmas for anyone, and uh. Mm-hmm. Barry tells this story. Return to form. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Barry tells this story to a foster kid, and we see at the end, uh, in the flashback, him like running around delivering all these presents. But then the kid gets up at the end of the the issue after he's been told the story, and he sees the flash dropping off his present, and Flash gives him a smile and speeds. I love this one. It's a really nice. It's really simple, but it's a really nice, just heartwarming. Yeah, of course, Flash. It's always that joke where how can Santa do that like all in one night? But the Flash. He, yeah. he actually can't do this in one night. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing this adapted on, on the show, like special Christmas episode. They did it in Smallville. Yeah. So, yeah. But this would be better because it's yeah. the Flash. Yeah, exactly. I'm a Superman fan. Yeah. The qualities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I'm, not, I'm not disputing that. Because that one, I'm pretty sure, had a drunk Santa who was trying to kill himself. <laughs> or cheery. something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we call it, we call that in uh, Vegas just Christmas. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, but yeah, no, seriously, this story was great because again, to say that some of them feel incontinent and some of them don't, this does because I buy that the rogues. Yeah, have no, this, I buy this. this oh, well, and and Tinian gets Leonard Snart because his whole backstory, and and he bounced around houses because of his dad. Yeah, how? By the way, so he would have that. Yeah, it's, it's, he oh, has that. Barry has that as a foster kid. Yeah. So they have this this bond. Yeah. How how cool is it though to see that Tinian really gets like a set of characters that aren't Batman? Like, cause we've only really seen him do Batman stuff. It's nice it to is. know that when he's done with Detective, hopefully in a few years from now, after a long nice run, that you know let him do Flash after that point. You know. When, yeah, it feels yeah. like no, he's not just confident in the Bat universe. He gets DC. DC. In general. Like, and, and I kind of so think yeah, that's why uh, Snyder I think took a shine to him. Is like he yeah. gets comics at least DC because yeah. even his Red Hood and the Outlaws. I started reading that because it could only go up from the writer who won't be named, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't worth getting every month back then, so I yeah. stopped. But yeah, he's only gone upward. You know, he started in the backups into Which Talon, pretty which good, is to be fair, the yeah, and and Talon was the one I really didn't enjoy his Talon series. But since then, it's only been onward and upward. So yeah, you know. it feels like he's maybe being like he's one of these that's groomed on the on the, the John's track, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, 
Whereas like, like, oh, he I can feel oversee like, things. Yeah, I feel like in a few years' time it'll be Tinian, Orlando, and King or whatever that are like. And don't forget mm. Williamson. And Williamson, yes, too, sure. Uh, yeah, but you know, like, like it feels like new fresh blood of core kept people yeah, that are like. It feels that way. Forward. It feels that way. Huh? Uh, the next story is one page long. <laughs> Which I actually did a double take at the end when it said at the bottom. Me too. Of the end, <laughs> yeah. And I looked back up and I was like, "Is this the start as well?" I think, I think I missed the end caption when I first cl- I flicked the page. I was like, "Hang on, yeah." We're back to Harley. This isn't this isn't New Superman. Yeah, this is a. It's the character of Keenan, though, doesn't oh, it? No, it does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, because yeah. the voices are on point, and but the reason why the voices are on point is because it's uh, Jean oh. Lin uh, Yang who's well, right yeah. Now. Uh, and we've got Andrea uh, Mutate on art. It's called Day of Returning, and it's basically just uh, Keenan back saying uh, oh, names. Wonder Woman. One, yeah, but what's her? Um, what's her? Uh, with an L. Yeah. Yeah, I will get to it later because we'll be talking about New Superman later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they basically just come across a. Well, first of all, they're arguing about. Uh, why there's a traffic jam and they all have different ideas although Batman turns out to be right there is a criminal activity on, on the road I like just like <laughs> crime is the cause of this yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah they basically come across a villain and they talk her down and then they share some food in the holiday spirit at yeah. the end and that's basically, that's basically yeah. it and I like that they put in a wee ca- editor's caption telling us what that food was because yeah. just to put it in context because I didn't Sounds know what good. Tang Yun was yeah? but yeah no no Sweet sweet rice balls with black sesame filling. That's not bad. I'm down for trying some of those. Sweet sweet rice balls does sound nice. Uh, then we had back to the wraparound. Harley's got her uh, <laughs> her cross between antlers and uh, the, the candles, you know, the Jewish set of candles. Yeah, menorah antlers. Um, and she sets the stage on fire. Hijinks, of course. Then we get our next main story, which is uh, Light in the Dark, which is a Batwoman story. Written by Kay Perkins, arts by uh, Paolo Pantalina. And uh, this is a story of Batwoman kind of. She runs into this guy and there's a, a blackout, and he set this up so that she'll contact her old uh, buddy Kit. Uh, and she's, she's like a sort of mm-hmm. hacker oracle type character, and uh, they team up to save him. Because he's, he's involved, he's trying to blow the whistle on his company that's doing. Uh, illegal Actual stuff arms dealings yeah. yeah and uh that's basically honestly I didn't think the main like the main sort of like we need to save him and defeat the villain plot I didn't think much of I mm. did like yeah. the ending with them sitting in a diner with Pi yeah yeah it was another one where I feel like it would have almost been better without the plot yeah yeah like if you just had them all kind of get together for another reason uh, yeah, I think if you just had Batwoman there on her own, but then her old friend shows up and they reminisce, and then it's like, oh yeah, tell tell us the story your dad used to always tell you. That could have been the whole yeah. thing in like two pages, and that would have been maybe better than this whole plot. Uh, yeah. That said, though, I mean, I, the story I'm of Hanukkah that. as an action movie pitch that cracked me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was fine. It was just maybe by this point, you know, we're really deep into this very long book at this point, so it was like. Eh, this could have been shorter, and it would have probably benefited from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then it was the uh, books hitting Raven in the head uh, gag that I was mentioning earlier. And then we had a Titan story, uh, which is in continuity. And I, do you know what I love about this? I love that this Titan story plays with the idea. They, they, they did this very wisely. They know what the last issue of Titans was. And it, yeah. it's the one that ended with Wally going out of the Speed Force, right? 
Yep. And they've done this so that we think, oh, is he actually really gone? No, I don't think he is. I think he's back in the next issue. But they knew this was coming in between those two. So the reason he's probably not there is probably for something else. He's probably with Barry or something at New Year's. You know? Maybe. It also it also sounded like this was post the Titans hunt. So they're together as a team. And the Wally stuff hasn't happened yet. No, no, because they wouldn't remember so... him. They didn't remember him until he showed up. Didn't they mention him? But do they... Oh, they do mention Wally? Yeah, because... Uh, uh, oh, okay. Where someone says, know, oh, this is... No one's fast enough because uh, Flash isn't here. Oh, okay. I skimmed over that. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's point yeah. in this book. Yeah. It's... it's uh, I think it's Donna that says it. Yeah, I know someone says it, but yeah, so it's definitely yeah. after. And the, the villains they're chasing are two of the assassins who I think were in Titans Hunt. Uh, yeah, which is maybe why you're making that connection. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're on the loose in New Year's, and the team have to run around and grab them. And it's it's all about Roy wanted to come out from New Year's and watch the fireworks because he wanted to bond as a team, and he gets a, a kiss off. Uh, Donna and they have a nice moment my favourite part of this though is that it ends or you think it's ending but then Dick's like wait a minute I'm late yep. and they tell him to run, run off and it's actually him and Batgirl uh, meeting on the same bridge that they met on in Nightwing issue 1 which was a really nice callback yep. and well, that's a good. sweet touch especially both of them running that's... late and thinking the other one's waiting on them yeah it's so them isn't it yeah well uh, it, it's kind of like that um, what's the story where, where the guy sells his comb to buy stuff for the wife's hair, and the wife sells her hair. Uh, you know that's one? Story about Henry. Um, so stop digging then. Yeah, sorry. But, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a story of Christmas story. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, this one page sort of thing that tagged on to the end of Titans uh, has actually got its own team. It was actually Bill uh, yeah. Freeberger who wrote it and Thomas Patelli who did the art for this one page. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that was cool. I thought it was a nice touch. Yeah, I love the, the dual yeah. panels of them both climbing up the opposite sides of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, especially, because I, I love how the, DC really do this with their, their, their caption boxes now, where they all have, like, Nightwings looks like this, Batgirls looks like this, you know, yep. it's always the same across yeah. the books. And it's just nice, in that, that dual side-by-side thing, his, like, blue boxes on the left and her purple ones on the right, and it just adds to the yeah. symmetry of it. And especially at the bottom of the page when the fireworks are going off around him, all the ones on his side are her colour purple, and all the ones on her side are his colour blue. Yeah, it's really nice. It's just simple little touches in the colouring, which is really cool. And then we have a Green Lantern story, which is called The Epiphany. Uh, Steve Orlando wrote this, and uh, we can... Oh, wait, sorry, no. Wait. Two of them were yeah. on the script. Yeah, I, I got confused here because there was two names then script and then pencils. Yeah, so it's Orlando and Vita. Ah, this was remember this name. This, we did yeah, this last time. Yeah, yeah. and the, the I, V. I, I got it here on the credits page, guys. It's Vita Ayala. Yeah, we couldn't tell yeah. if it was a V or you the last time this name popped yeah, up. Yeah, we did this last yeah. time. <laughs> and then uh, V Ken Maroni, or no, sorry, Marion is uh, on the pencils, and. I'm almost uh, surprised this was Orlando uh, looking at it now because I didn't think this yeah. was that great. It was yeah. a stretch. It felt it felt it very was, random was to me. Yeah, I don't know. It was like it felt like it was at a different place in the story to where we are as yeah. well. Like you know, like the the Titans one, we say, oh, this one could have literally just been after the last issue of Titans. Whereas this feels like there's stuff going on that we haven't got to yet. 
Yeah, especially since yeah. like after these alien guys like disappear and they call Hal and Hal's like, which by the way, can't they not call Hal right now? Well, that, that was the thing because yeah. they were talking about how they can't get in contact with Mogo. I was like, hang on, do, but, uh, do they even know about Mogo yet? Yeah, and then like so once the thing is gone, though, presumably the communications things, you know, the blocks gone, and they call Hal. And Hal's like, yeah, there's like no reports of anything in that area. Like, there's been no aliens there. Like, yeah. So it's like, impl- I'm not sure what it's implying. Like, they've had some sort of weird shared vision, or this is like a magical group of beings, or what? Like, I, I think yeah, they I just don't. don't I think they just don't detect on the scanners. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't uh, super into. No, I, I, I think this Rebirth uh, special, I think it was very like front-heavy. Like The first like three or four stories I really liked. Then once mm-hmm. it hit the Constantine one, it kind of was down a bit from there. Then Flash picks it back up. Flash picks it yeah. back up, but yeah. e- even mm-hmm. something like the Batwoman one, which I liked to a point, and the Titans one, which I really liked the ending for, you know, the actual main action-y bits felt a bit kind of... I think overall, whatever. though, I enjoyed it a lot more than the ones I didn't. Oh yeah, no, I would agree with that. It was worth. I reading. came out feeling really positive overall about it. Yeah, and I felt Christmassy. So. Mm. And yeah. then I really liked the end page as well, where we're back to the the Harley stuff, and uh, they drank all the budget again at the at the Paddy's Day party, which was how, what she was complaining about at the start. Yeah. That was a nice touch. Yeah. And that's basically it. That's your your holiday special. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so let's get oh, geez, to... On, on to book two, yeah. On to book two. Well, there was a lot of stories in that one. Uh, so Detective Comics 946, written by James Tenney and the Ford, art by Eddie Barrows, and of course this is the next chapter of the Victim Syndicate. And uh, this one, I, I quite enjoyed this one myself. It was uh, obviously the Victim Syndicate attacked the, the, the hospital... And when the, the bat teams show up to go in, I like they all get their own two page spreads of like taking on one villain each. Yeah, because they're yeah. each on a different level, you know. Yeah, and, it makes uh, them all feel equal and involved in the team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that, that's really cool. We got a nice flashback with Tim as well with Batman, sort of, kind of setting up such where, a good scene. Yeah, setting up where Batman's head is at, and you know what what Tim meant to him. Uh, more creepy first victim stuff and of course obviously the main part of the issue though that we're, we're really going to talk about I guess is uh, Steph and yeah. um, her questioning everything talking to this you know weird mud room rendition of Tim that's we were kind of right it's kind of like the whole like Krypton hologram thing it just happens to be mm-hmm. that he's made out of the, the mud from the the, the cliff yeah, and he, it's the same idea though Yeah, and he's pre-programmed it's kind of like Siri but with uh but he learns with Tim. as well. Yeah, well, yeah, Siri learns too, doesn't it? Like, based no. off of what you ask and stuff. No, I, I mean, me. not not learn like this. Like, this is a comic book AI yeah. type deal. You know what I mean? But, yeah. But yeah. yeah. And only, only uh, Stephanie can access this, mm. you know? And it kind of makes you wonder why Tim would do something like that, you know, if he didn't feel something. Like, if this was him leaving out for college... You know, and yeah. not being part of the team, so he did this or, or what? But it was yeah. definitely interesting. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of great double page spreads in this. Uh, all looked really good. Uh, most of the characters had their time to have their moments. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Cassie taking down uh, the murmur guy. You know, because she should play yeah. the tape of his uh, the last message that he got uh, of his wife being killed by the Joker. 
Yeah. And just, yeah. It's, it's, it's the most that Cass has spoke <laughs> since the book started. She has like yeah. two lines, which is still more than and anything she said. it's choppy, you yeah. know? Like, it's I still also like, like almost as much like, as the last like four issues put together. Yeah. Yeah. Because all she says is, listen, no, wife's last message killed by Joker, and then yes. That, that is all of, her, all of her words. Yeah. But it's more than she said a long time. Uh, Batwoman taking out uh, the what's her name, Madame Crow. Yeah, mm. and they're like, "Oh, that that you know, fear toxin, anti thing must have worked." And she's like, "Oh, I didn't take it. I just dealt with it." And that yeah. just shows Batwoman taking it up to the next level. Yeah. So, but yeah, so Steph questioning everything and what she's doing and who she's working with and all that. And at the end of the issue, she shows up, seemingly to take on Batman the team although I feel like there's more to it than just she's going to fight yeah. you know it yeah. seems like she's thought of another method another plan that she's going to yeah. incorporate but it does given the solicits and the covers for the next batch of issues it does feel like Steph's going to be out of the team for a little while which is a little upsetting I'm not going to lie yeah it is but just, just um, Tinian's earned enough goodwill that I'm going to trust him on this one that there's a good reason for it yeah she'll yeah. be right back well and it keeps it interesting too if you have a rotating cast. Uh, no, you know? I get that. Like, I get that. Yeah. You know, but I do. I just we we just got her back, and looks like she's leaving again, and we're losing Tim, and it's just it's Christmas, and <laughs> I want to say bye to these people. Also, oh, Tim's man. eyes were really weird. I mean, I know they're intentional, but they look proper. Yeah. Creepy. And I think that's the point. I think it's like the uncanny valley, where something's yeah. not real, or it's yeah. hyper real, so it looks unreal. Uh, yeah, Eddie Barrow's the art here, really. Yeah, that you know really how he does that, the, the muted colour pastel thing with, mm-hmm. on the important moments. That big one of, of Steph's face yeah. is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I his first victim stuff still looks fantastic. Yeah. Proper creepy. Proper Also like how how Batman kinda of took out the first victim by talking. Like it really knocked knocked the first victim off the game. Batman's like, no man, I'm I'm ready to listen. Like, tell me. Tell me what I did to you. Tell me how I can fix it so it doesn't happen again. Yeah, because and... they basically win the fight, and whatever the the last thing to deal with is going to be whatever, whatever Steph's bringing to the table, because they, they've beat yeah. him, essentially, at the end of the issue. Which, by the way, yeah. simple little thing. One thing that I love that uh, Barrows has done with uh, Batwoman, I love this single like, strand of Batwoman's hair coming over the mask in the front. Yeah. That's not it? looks really, really good. It's a nice yeah. touch. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's, that's uh, Detective Comics. Um, that'll take us on to Action Comics 969 written by Dan Jurgens and art by Patrick Zutcher and this follows on from the last issue where the God Slayer took Lex Luthor at the end of the issue uh, Superman is determined to find out where he's went but most of the issue is actually the God Slayer and it's where yeah. he where he's went what his story is uh, and we find out that he was actually about to retire from what he does because his conscience was actually starting to eat at him, that he was yep. killing these people before they actually did anything. He, that was weighing on his mind. And he was convinced to come back because it was a replacement for Darkseid. And he was sort of goading yep. back into it. Yeah, he just he, he, as much as his conscience for himself, he couldn't bear that on the universe. Yeah, Because yeah, that, that would be, wor- be worse for him. Like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. kill all these people, but I can't live with himself if, if he allows a replacement. Yeah, because most right. of it's actually a flashback to like just before he comes after Lex. It's that that decision, like yeah. how how he gets uh, goaded back into it by his uh, his partner and he's like a 
the other way, Cora is superior, but the yeah, yeah, the other one, the, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm even more in line that this is almost like Jurgens looking at Civil War two, at Marvel and going, I can tell a more concise story, right here, because they have a lot of the same themes about the, you know, how do you prosecute someone for something they haven't done yet, mm. and you know, and I, and I like that. I like. Well, yeah, but then there's problems because now if you do that for too long, it starts to weigh on you, and it's like. And, and Lex obviously brings up the idea that just because uh, you've seen it, is it necessarily true? Right. Yeah. Well, and and that's also Lex trying to literally save his neck. Well, because. Yeah. But to be fair, in this case, he's not entirely wrong. No, but I think it's interesting that Lacal brought him, the Godslayer, back mm. to that area. And didn't just dispense justice where they were like he usually does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's uh, obviously, despite the fact that he was convinced to go, he still clearly changed from the way he used yeah. to do things. And also, obviously, Superman goes back to the building that transported, uh, and those containers seem to be like the ending of, of a portal that that's what lets him travel. So Doomsday seemed to also come that way from the. the yeah. yeah. That's how we found Doomsday first, he was there first. Um, couple of obviously in at the end Superman I love that Superman ends the issue with him saying I have to save Lex Luthor I think he's shady yeah. but I need to save him I love that that comes a couple of pages after Lex on this other planet saying he will come for me like Lex is mm-hmm. believing that Superman will save him there's a real nice uh, like yeah. like just weird there's a turn. dichotomy yeah well dichotomy yeah. between the two yeah. things but just this weird flip of how things usually are where Lex has got to a point where he needs to believe in the hope of Superman to it's, come yeah, save him. It's kind of like that, that transcendent bond line. As much as he hates Superman, he still knows that even for him, he'll come. Yeah. And he's just... he, he just You can know he's going to hate that he's had to rely on this. Like, I think... In the next oh, yeah. That's kind of what I love about DC, though. All, all the like the hero and like the arch-nemesis relationships are also different. This is yeah. well different to Batman and Joker, which again I think is well different to Green Lantern and Sinestro, and Flash and the Rogues. Like, because like Green Lantern and Sinestro, there's this thing where they could be friends, but they can't be. Whereas with Superman and Lex, I don't buy that they could be friends, but no. there, there's you a, get that they have a similar end goal. Yeah, there's an understanding cool. that can be reached somewhere. Yeah, and I always like that idea that Jeff Loeb put in for all seasons. Like Lex was this good guy that. You know, he broke a few eggs to make an omelet, but he had Metropolis's, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Best interests at heart. Yeah, their best interests there. And then Superman shows up, and they're kind of like, oh, we're all about Superman now. Who's Lex Luthor? And that's what drives him. It's this jealousy and envy of... Which is a a weakness. He shouldn't be like that. He should, you know... Exactly. Go with it, but... It's his desire to prove himself. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, he's Superman. We'll watch watch this normal man be better than him." And it's I al- always just love that take. It's a, it's almost uh, like uh, the end of Batman begins in a way, you know, uh, escalation. Escalation. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just want to point out one of my my favorite panel from this book is at the start. It's when uh, we're still in Metropolis and Superman's talking to Clark and Lois, and there's just a, there's a panel of John watching from another building, and you just see Superman in the sky. He's basically a dot in the air. It's just from behind John's perspective, and I I just love that panel. I think it's yeah, it's a yeah. fantastic shot. So I I really enjoyed this issue because when it when it flipped uh, the the God Slayer stuff, I was kind of going, hmm, okay, this isn't quite what I was expecting. You expect not to enjoy it as much because it's not following your characters. 
Yeah, but, but then I thought it was really great. But they, but Jurgens made us care about that entire alien planet. Yeah, and like I want to know more about that angel-looking lady that sends them on the missions, and and even the his his partner who I can't remember his name. But, yeah, but uh, like they're, they're no longer evil. Like no, they they have a they have a purpose. They genuinely believe they're doing yeah, right. Yeah, because before they felt like just these terminators that couldn't be bargained with, yeah. and like fine, but, but fine yeah. things to hit for Superman, but not not much more than that. But yeah, now you see he has a conscience. He's got some moral ambiguity that maybe Superman can exploit and talk him down rather than just punch. Yeah, now yeah. now they're characters. Yeah. So no, mm-hmm. I I agree with that. So. Uh, now a really solid issue of action, um, continuing this uh, arc. So that'll take us on to Wonder Woman issue 12, written by Greg Rucka, art by Nicholas Scott. It's of course the next chapter in Wonder Woman year one. Uh, the last issue, well the last, not the last issue, the last chapter of this part of the story uh, was the yep. issue in the mall. And that's when the, the gunman showed up and Wonder Woman sort of was revealed to the world. And part of this is Wonder Woman trying to understand why this happened, which I love that. Um, like she's asking why would they do this why would they come to a place of mm-hmm. peace and do yeah. this um, I, I think Wonder Woman's on a, a right roll just now so we've got the aftermath of this the, we've got Etta and Minerva try to like you know solve the, the mysteries right now and figure things out meanwhile we've got that fantastic uh, sequence of Diana training with Steve and seeing what she's capable of like great sticking her tongue out of the lizard sticking, yep. sticking her tongue out of the lizard which she, might be the most she ad- can talk to animals I love yeah, that line. it was her flying with the eagles as well. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it was just it was an incredible splash page. I think that uh, the lizard thing is probably the most cute panel of the week. I think yeah. my favorite part of that as well is is that Steve's just there drawing it. Like, it, it, yeah. maybe he's taking notes, but I like the idea that he's just drawing this image. Well, and and this is where Scott kills it on art. Is he has a sense of wonder on his face, and that wasn't yeah. a pun because it's Wonder Woman, but like. He's watching this woman who's, you know, bounced off bullets and and has been super strong and she's flying and she's talking to animals and he's like, What is going on? What is my life? Yeah. Yeah, you can just and, you can see him looking through the binoculars and he's just got uh-huh. that grin on his face. Uh-huh. Which I think is even more impressive the fact that we only see him from like behind almost. We get like a little bit of mm-hmm. the side and you just see the side of his mouth. It's just that you, you know exactly yeah. what his face looks like and it's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they have this heart to heart where Steve awkwardly asks if she has anyone special on Themyscira. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Di- Diana mentions that there was someone um, named Cassie, but they, they said their goodbyes and whatever. And they have this hand holding moment, which I thought was very reminiscent of the one of the scenes from a couple of issues ago in the present day story when they were on the beach and yeah. they were watching the sunset. And this was here again; they're on a cliff watching the sunset. Uh, again, gorgeous in, stuff. Uh, in the yeah, whereas I felt the one in the in that arc, which is the future arc or the present day, that I felt that was more romantic. Here, it feels more like a comfort, like they trust each other. But it feels like the more beginning. Than it's a romance thing. Oh, yeah, you know, it, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's you know, the I foundation think... where that's going to be built on. Because I, th- I think the one in the present day story will actually read even better now that we've seen this, because it will be this yeah. them looking back at the start of the relationship, and it'll feel. So I think it was the the present day one that was that was two issues ago that happened right yeah, around that yeah yeah, yeah. so if this because you know this slipped an issue because we had the extra mm-hmm. the the the, barber the, the yeah that one got put in which they even reference in this, yeah, which yeah. I thought was but it kind of cool. got put in for Scott to get ahead 
Yeah. And so I feel like if that hadn't been in, this would have been the same. Like they would have mm-hmm. paralleled the numbers of that moment there. Yeah, yeah. That, that would have been really cool. Yeah, but no, it'll just work great when you because yeah. when you go back yeah. and reread these, you'll probably just read your one first and then read the the live story. Yep. I imagine because they'll be in separate trades or whatever. You know, depending on how you're reading them, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know about anyone else, but I hate flipping between trades if I'm having to go between issues. I, I agree, but then. We might get to the end of this, and and the way it kind of lines up means that you want to flip between them. Possibly, yeah, that could happen. It could be that like stuff that builds in this pays off as well in in the present day stuff. Yeah, uh, Diana struggling with a a, a fizzy drink, a soda. Oh, oh yeah. that too, yeah. Brainiacing, uh, Matt. Oh. Yes, it is very sugar. It is very sugar. Yes, as these are words. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, they talk about the, they talk about the tree that you know Diana found. So she references stuff uh, from earlier year one, and uh, she, they actually use Diana with her lasso to try and get information out of uh, one of the, one of the gunmen, uh, yeah. which well, is all of them. All all of them. But th- this is like them realizing what she can do now, because like none of them will talk, and then her method of just putting the lasso on gets oh. them to talk, and they're talking about all this awful stuff, and it all just builds up to this big moment at the end. Where we uh, see who may actually be behind what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. And in walks ain't, old Aries. Yeah, ain't old man Azarello from from the Chang and Azarello run. Yeah. You know, this is full on <laughs> helmeted. Let's let's fight Aries. So. And it looks so good. Yeah, I also thought it was interesting that they, the these the the seer group. Which I think this is the first time I remember hearing the name. Uh, they have like a like a what they say it's like a, a biological weapon. Yeah, it's like a virus you know? or something. Isn't yeah, it? and it makes them more aggressive and wanting to war, and that's what leads Diana onto the and Baran. Yeah, into the the Ares solution, and then he pops up, which is interesting based off of the lies that you know. Mm. One woman's never met a proper god, so I wonder what all this is, you know? Yeah. If this yeah. is one of the patrons or not, so... Oh, fantastic storytelling. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get more of it. And the the explosion when it happens is actually kind of shocking, and then, like, you know, he's yeah. just there, and he's... He looks like he's just standing in hellfire. Yeah, because yeah. of the fire around him, and he's holding Steve up by the neck, and Steve's, like, a good ten foot off the ground. He's, like, huge. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's so impressive looking. Yeah, it's a great mm. big cliffhanger, uh... Issue had a lot of the character work we talked about with Diana and Steve, but also had a lot of this plot advancement with them figuring out who's behind stuff, and even got the yeah. first use of the lasso in, well, the first proper use of the lasso. Um, yeah. So no, that's not strange. Wonder Woman's been firing on all cylinders now for a good five or so, six issues. There was another a small touch that I really loved was that again continuing this language, where um, she's speaking in broken sentences. It's like all fractured, but you have Barbara Ann talking to her in her own language still, and yeah. like you have this dual conversation with when she's around a group of people it's really nice yeah you, i mean you get a sense that she's learning very quickly and they mentioned that that's because this whole uh the same reason why she can talk to the animals it's the same power from right. the gods yeah yeah but it's like, not fluent location. immediately it's, yeah. it's still very broken and staggered yeah yep. all right that's wonder woman that'll take us on to the flash issue 12 written by joshua williamson and art by david <gasps> gianfelici gianfelici i'll call it gianfelici yeah, uh, right. yeah. So this was the the 
third and final part of this this small arc with the shade and the uh, the dark world and uh, obviously we ended the last issue with the cliffhanger of Iris and uh, the shade's wife, uh, evil mm-hmm. sort of possessed versions possessed by the the dark monsters from this world, and this is pretty straightforward. I feel like there's almost not a whole lot to say. They they get no. to them, they they, they beat them. Uh, Wally sort of discovers kind of a new power that he can sort of make pure light from the speed force. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Have they, a nice little fist bump. Have a nice little fist bump. They save the day. They go back. And Barry and Wally have a heart to heart. And Barry is like, I'm not ready to trust you about my name yet because it's a burden. And he sort of lets Wally understand why he yeah. uh, won't trust him with yeah. his name yet. Um, and then we end with Barry realizing that he, you know, should, shouldn't bottle himself off and ask Cyrus out on a date. So, yeah. It sets up that, which is cool. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say, to be honest. I think it's fun enough. It looked pretty enough. Improvement from last issue, I would say. Like, Yeah, I would agree with that. Storytelling-wise. I also love that Wally trying to figure out his name by dropping just... Just guessing every yeah. time. Every, every sentence it, he ends it with that another right, guess. Isn't that right, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. Steve? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun, fun issue. I feel like the plot is almost... Like, my only complaint about this issue and the last issue, really, is that it wasn't as anywhere nearly as interesting as I thought it was going to be, yeah, based off the, f- yeah. the first issue in the arc. Um, and it's been fine, and I'm looking forward to the next stuff, but it definitely is weaker than the first arc. Yeah, it's, it's again, obviously we've got this next, is the date night stuff, but then after that we've got the, the Rogues right. arc starts, right? Yeah, that's January, yeah, I think. Yeah, so... It's clearly just, okay, let's have a little break, let the artists catch up before we get on with the real story again. And that kind of maybe is the, the downside to the double shipping, where these miniature arcs in between are a little bit longer almost than the ones we had before, where we'd have fill-in artists for maybe one issue, and that would be like a two-month break. I think I don't even think it's a problem per se, though, because as, as much as here we're saying, okay, it's not as good as the first arc, some of them, it's in not some, bad, in, in some cases, yeah. F- first of all, it's not bad. It was still a fun couple of issues, yeah. but in some cases, though, these little fillings can end up being really good. Like we spoke about in Action Comics, the Lois Lane two-parter ended up being, you know, some of our favorite issues of that book before it yeah. went on to this current action arc. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I think it's just it's a it's a symptom of the double shipping is what these are, and that's that's okay. It's it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. It's just that's something we're gonna have well, to live with on all these double shipping. If it books, gives if it gives Gia Domenico like time, then cool. Like, yeah, pretty much. Two months late time, fine by me. Yeah. 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 Anything else you wanted to say before we? No. No, like I said, it was very straightforward. Flashback yeah. at the start, tie in at the end. Yeah. What more yeah. is there? Barry yeah, and Wally new speed force power or yeah. Wally's rather. Yeah. yeah, they bond about. He's asked Iris out on a date. Uh, Wally seems to care about not missing school now, and that's that's kind of. I just, just, I think it's really funny that John's brought in Patty Spivet to you know make things different, and once Rebirth happened, she's kind of gone, you know. Yeah. So, and they it was it Nina. was an experiment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So I just the many loves of Barry Allen. They know there's only one. One true love. One true love. Alright, that'll take us on to Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, issue 5. Julian Shauna Benson writing and art by Roge Antonio. Uh, I actually really enjoyed that. That's maybe my favourite issue of this book yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I did not like the payoff of the Oracle. I I, I actually did. I really liked the payoff. Yeah. yeah. 
So the payoff yeah. to the whole Oracle mystery. What? Just Connor looking at the the poster before he walks out. Just... Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah, the payoff to the whole uh, Oracle mystery is, and it was hinted at the end of the last issue because they find like the layers full of like Batgirl like memorabilia and like old costumes yeah. and stuff, and it turns out to be this super fan who was a hacker back when Oracle was was being Oracle and. Right. When she disappeared, he was, like, obsessed with finding her and trying to figure out who she was. And he kind of pieced it together because, you know, uh, Barbara Gordon came back as Batgirl at the same time, you know, as each other. And well, Oracle it, disappeared once Batgirl came back. Exactly, yeah. All, all these yeah. things. And he, he, plus his hacking skills and hacking into the old Oracle stuff. Uh, and it turns out he's this super fan who wants to be... who wants to help and wants to be part of the Birds of Prey. And he's like pure nerdy he's like calling her barb and he's calling black canary bc and saying that huntress gives the team bite and all the rest of it um yeah. i don't know i was entertained by all this i thought this was uh, i just the whole who is this new oracle i just i felt you know and he's doing this to to exploit the mob and whatnot i just it just felt really messy like this came to him late you know in the creative process and that's where I just didn't enjoy that. I did enjoy Canary and um, Huntress talking about the difference between a fan and um, a troll. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a meta comment on some fans because I feel like you know, trolls. I feel like a but, lot of this book was a, a meta commentary on certain things. Yeah. E- even something as simple as when he first walks in, he's like, "Oh, um, I preferred you when you were Oracle." But yeah, you know, like just. Simple little things like that. It's like these yeah, little meta things from the real life. Yeah, I just love the the line of you know a fan thinks they're right always. You know, and so I thought that was that gave me a chuckle, and I like the canary and hunter stuff. But yeah, ultimately the reveal just didn't do it for me. And then they just the added little lines of oh no he's on our side he all that mob money he gave to charity. I think yeah. I'm cool with it because I, I like the idea that they're setting up that there can be an oracle working for the Birds of Prey, even though Barb is on the team as Batgirl. That like there can be someone who's at the the the, the clock tower, you know, doing the yeah. all the computer stuff. I, I'm I'm kind of cool with that idea, yeah. um, and especially if he like goes out of his way to prove himself. I don't know. I had a lot of fun with them, like joking about all the stuff he has and how. Like, he's collected this Batarang from, like, you know, the wall, and it has, like, hair of one of right. the villains on it. And they're like, oh, that's gross. And just, I don't know. I, but I think my favourite thing about this book was always the banter between the characters, and I feel like there was a well, lot yeah, of that. that's yeah, that, that's always the key part of it. You know, and, that, that stuff is what I, I did like. Yeah, Huntress wanting to kill him, just, like, throw him out of a building. And Black Canary, even though she's against killing, at one point basically says, you know, if you want to kill him, I'm, I'm sure Huntress is, you know, ready to go. Yeah. She, she's game to do it. We had fun yeah. with that. Obviously, the twist at the end is they, they go to find the Finis, and the twist is that it's actually um, Huntress's mother, which no one saw coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We said yeah, like that. Phoenix we're, rising again. When we got that uh, flashback, and we talked yeah. about how the mother was dragged out the room, I was like, "Oh yeah, she's not dead. There's no way she's dead. Nobody, nobody, no death." Yeah. So uh, that, that's fine. That'll lead to the, the final issue next time. But so. Uh... Am I feeling all right that I get that I kept this dropped? I'm, I'm not missing anything amazing then. Not really, because this is my last issue of Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. I've reached my. Not that it's bad. I just this is one that I can I can do without. I can trade later, and I think it'll you know, 
month to month, I'm not missing out too much. So, but yeah, I'm, just I don't, I'm still liking it. I like this one a lot. Um, yeah. so some of my favorite uh, stuff in here with the the art is actually there's a great couple of there's a great page later on where uh, Black Canary and Huntress are just both sort of reacting off each other, and their faces just look really like dim and angry what this guy's saying. And then uh, have they uh, fixed the mouths yet? Then. Uh, yes, the, the mouth problem's been gone for an issue or two now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mentioned that maybe, one. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll give it another try at some point then, if that's gone. Because uh, yeah. uh, the kid calls uh, Black Canary Dina at one point, and she just grabs him and says, Say, call me by my name, name again. Like, you know, just threatens him. <laughs> it's really, really uh, funny. Fair enough. I, was, I thought it was a good funny issue. I, I was into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that takes us on to Supergirl issue four, Steve Orlando writing and Brian Ching on art. And Supergirl is trapped in this cube thing, you know, on Argo City, whilst Cyborg Superman is on Earth wreaking havoc. And everyone is uh, trying to deal with it, you know. You've got uh, Mr. Danvers and everyone else, and Kat's, like, reacting to it with her assistant, and, mm-hmm. you know, army of s- Cyborg Supermen and whatnot terrorising yeah. everywhere. Uh Majority of the issue, though, is a Supergirl trapped in this cube, and she convinces her cyborg version of her mother to not be evil, and is trying to talk her out of, yeah. you know, doing everything that her father's saying, yeah. which, uh, you know, uh, basically the gist of it, and she it kind of works, and yep. we, we she... end with, you know, Cyborg Superman finally on Earth, and she's finally free to come in, but... so it's, it's very much the setup to the final issue of the arc, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, it is one of those... Yeah. Pieces moving issues. Yeah, but I like that that Kara is able to talk her mom. That's like you know, but Earth is my home now, you know, and they've accepted me, and this family has taken me in, and it's what you guys would have wanted for me, you know. Yeah, and, and I like that's that what it... does it and makes her sacrifice herself to save her adoptive mom. So I thought it was a, a nice touching moment. Yeah, and I like that it's keeping in this current kind of diversity in the super family books mm-hmm. where it's not all just punching things. There is a lot of yeah. talking people down, like, like yeah. it should be. Yeah, so yeah. Supergirl is a lot more diplomatic uh, in her yeah. series, even if she does have a temper because she's a teenager. Um, well, yeah. She does have more of that. Which, by the way, um, her breaking out when she eventually realises that she can sort of like hear the frequency of the yeah of the material cool. and then break out of it. Her smirk when she realises is a fantastic panel. And then the yep. big double yeah, page spread of her actually like breaking out of it, just really good, yeah. cool stuff. And I like I like how cartoony the art is, but not overly cartoony. Oh yeah, I'll, like I've it's been lo- really stylized. I've been it really loving it. for the, yeah. the teenage sort of angle. Yeah, and that smirk really shows up on that. Yeah, I, I've been yeah. loving the art since uh, issue one of this, and I, the facial expressions probably are my favorite part because she's not smiled yeah. too much. That smirk is great, but one of the things I love in this book is when she's pissed about something and she yep. gives this grumpy face and it always cracks me up so i think that's yep. the thing about this this almost cartoony style where you over animate all the faces mm-hmm. so it kind of really shows when she's she's grumpy or like smirking like that yeah. it just it overdoes it but it works yeah yep. and uh, it would so. work without the dialogue like you don't need her going i'm so upset she just does the grumpy face or when she figures it out you know you don't need a narrative box yeah. going you get that smirk and you know oh yeah. she's onto it yeah, yeah, so that's... Yeah, so now yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to her showing up next issue and beating the crap out of Cyborg Superman. Yeah? Yeah. Should be a proper, proper fight issue. 
So. Oh, I think so. So, uh, yeah, Supergirl. Again, I got through that one pretty quickly, but again, really straightforward mm-hmm. setting up the uh, final issue. So let's move on to Superwoman issue 5. Uh, Phil Jimenez on both script and art. So this was... There was a slight jump ahead uh, from the last issue here, because the last issue ended with, oh, this is, you know, uh, Tracy jumped out and said, oh, this is what Lena Luthor's planning, you know. Yeah. This is this is what's happening, this is what's going on. And we jump in at the start of this issue, and it's kind of already happening. Like, uh, she's using those cubes that she's got to, like, block off parts of the city, and she's taking over the city with all of her, her clones, or bizarro mm-hmm. women. And uh, we see that Superwoman's in hiding because that's who she's looking for, because we know she wants her energy to uh, right. power her up for in- infinity, basically. Yeah. And a lot of the issues, uh, Lana try to, like, decide if she should go out, even though she knows she's not meant to. And we have Lois, you know, Ghost Lois there talking in her ear. We have Steel yep. try to decide things. We have Tracy, 13, and Natasha try to fight, but kind of getting their asses whipped. Yep. I love that this has such a strong supporting cast. I love that too, yeah. Like, it's called Superwoman, but it's not just about her. It's no. about all of them. And it should be. I, I, I think... I think uh, this goes for comics, and it also goes for TV shows. Whenever they don't have a supporting cast, if they try and make it just about the one person, it feels too isolated. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's fine for short periods, but if you want to sustain a story, you've got to have people for them to bounce off. Yep. Yeah, you need other people that we care about. Yeah. And uh, I think that's... By the way, uh, Lena Luthor's looking proper evil now with that shaved head. She's looking utterly ridiculous in those oversized shoulder pads. Yeah, but it made it seem like her head's wait, detached. Wait, 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 wait. Shoulder... I don't know if I'd call them shoulder pads. <clears throat> it's a giant robotic... I, I, yeah, I know, but I just mean it looks like she's wearing shoulder pads. Okay, okay. <laughs> just, just look at it. It's huge, yeah. But I feel like it's not... Sh- I wouldn't call it shoulder pads because the entire thing's... Like, you know, the entire chest goes up like past is, their neck. Yeah, yeah, it is, but it's the, sh- the shoulder pads do stick out further, like shoulder pads. Okay, sure. Sure. Uh, Either way. Either Either way, way, it looks ridiculous. But uh, I'm not against it, though. I'm not. No, I'm not. It is a god, but it it sticks out as, wow, this is over the top. Yeah, that's fair. Um, No, I think uh, that's another strong issue of Superwoman. Obviously, the big thing at the end is Superwoman does go out, tries to fight, even though she's not meant to. And the, the original clones that we've seen in issue one that killed Lois show up and one of them actually shapeshifts into her and we actually end the issue with the clone that asked for help holding lana holding our superwoman and asking steel and co for help so um and i really i hate the the cover for the issue that's coming in march i feel like it kind (laughs) of spoiled where this was going for me because i i haven't seen that cover which is a shame but uh, I, I, if it makes you feel better, after you said that, I went and looked at it just so you weren't on your own. Oh, cool! I did too. <laughs> and we all yeah, agree uh, we know where exactly where this is going now. As a yeah, result, yeah, we, obviously we're not going to talk about it for anyone yeah. who doesn't yeah. look at these things. But yeah, it's it's clear direction, which I'm not necessarily against. No, no. I'm not because of a lot of things we have liked about this book. Uh, it makes yeah. sense we'll be okay with it when it happens. It's just I kind of wish I didn't know. Yeah, you know. Uh, that that'd be one of those ones where you put a placeholder cover for us and solicits until yeah yeah 
until sometimes they do that with the variants and i'm just like why like show us the variant covers that don't really mean much and and, you know unless they're not done yet this had a gorgeous variant it yeah. did, yeah. It did have a really nice variant, That's and the also the, just just while the the Supergirl variant as well by Bengal with the going for the the cat, cat. Under streaky, the car. streaky the cat, yeah. yeah. Oh man, it was a great cover. Yeah, I couldn't get that one. I tried, but oh, the shop was all out. Yeah, but it looks real nice. Yeah, and I I assume that Matt was happy with uh, the appearance of Bebo in this. Uh, yeah. But a but a shared continuity between the super books there. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, him standing up to the uh, the clones, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, uh, no, I thought it was an Australian issue. Uh, I'm enjoying this uh, quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. So uh, no, uh, that's a uh, Superman for a month. That'll take us on to New Superman issue six. Gene Lun Yang uh, writing and Victor Bogdanovich on art, mm-hmm. and this was the last issue in the first arc. Uh, of this book and it felt like a final issue uh, lots of big yeah. stuff happened it was m- so basically this one was we ended last time with uh, Keenan and his dad saying right let's go off and save this this plane because uh, the Ministry of China are using the, the Starro sort of knockoffs to try and control things yep. to uh, make yeah. the plan go and they go up to, and obviously we know that uh, Wonder Woman and Batman are also on board the plane they've got Starro on their face yep. So Keenan and his dad board the plane and basically try and save the day in a die-hard-esque kind of assault <laughs> on, on the plane. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Uh, the Great Ten are planning to blow up the plane just because, ah, that's safer for everyone. This should blow up. I, I went from going, hey, maybe we should listen to the Great Ten to, yeah, these guys, uh, not so great. Well, so you say that, it's, it's like they're, they're not necessarily wrong. They're just, like, not willing to risk I just a bit yeah, too, well, they, they play like the safe option, don't they? Yeah, a bit yeah, too well, quick they're, they're, with it though. They could they could give them yeah. like a bit of time, like you know, the, the play well, will be in yeah. there for a while. And and I get how they're more resistant to it because I mean now you have all these villains teaming up with you know. Yeah, uh, and it kind of feels like they've seen enough shit where they go, nah, let's just call this one. It's not worth the effort. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I also when they basically talk the uh, Lou, what's his name? The kid that Keenan was bullying in the very first issue, he's, you know, flying the plane. And they basically tell his dad, you know, yeah, your son's on that plane, he's probably not coming home. And his dad's kind of okay with it, weirdly. Like, I thought that was a weird story yeah. point. Hmm. You know, that we spent that much time on it. Heartless businessman, but, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, but I did like a lot of the the whole Superman's chi and how his power works. He has to focus it. Yeah, in yeah, certain he, aspects. yeah. He has to focus it so he can access the powers that Superman has. By it has to, yeah. like, it's the idea that this is how Superman kind of is all the time, just because of who he is. And Keenan has yeah. to sort of align himself with it to access yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, this book's been really funny for uh, his interactions with the the Batwoman, uh, Batwoman, Batman, and Super, uh, Super Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Joe, and, this... and it's Daylon. I remembered it as we there started talking. Joe, 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 yeah. Joe, the I knew cat, there was an L in there. The cat's yeah. meowing at me, and I, I find that whenever the cat's meowing when I'm in the middle of a sentence, it just throws me right off. I've also got a headache, which isn't helping. Any uh, excuse? Well, <laughs> so it's been a long day. But yeah, so we get that, and and Batman and Wonder Woman are helping, 
And oh, Keenan, oh, 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 and you're skipping over. You're skipping over one of my favorite funny moments of this issue. Yes, yeah, mine, mine too. So because so, 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 so new Superman realizes, or he, he learned from his homework studying like past supervillains yeah. and whatnot, that Starro can be defeated with cold. That you can freeze yeah. it off, and he like dunks Batman's head into ice. Right. to get rid of it and he knows that it's worked because while his head's still in the eyes you just hear Baxi go hey get get your hand off my head or whatever he says yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like oh great it's worked yeah <laughs> he's he back he hears the attitude yeah, from underneath yeah it's nice it's good uh, also more paper cut man is always good yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a bit Paul like he had man. the same like reaction to it as us though which yeah. I loved he also hey, that, that paper star is a, a villain yeah. weird he, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. threw a, a throwing star made of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, but of course, the, the big plot points here is that when we get to the end of the fight, uh, you know, the other members of the Justice League of China and the Freedom Fighters on the plane team up to take on the Great Ten who are coming in to block the plane. And in the ensuing fight inside, when they're trying to get hold of the plane back, Kian's dad uh, has to take one for the team against his uncle and goes down and seemingly dies. I say seemingly because we'll get to the twist at the end. But yep. the. Yeah, so Kian's lost his father now as well as his mother from years ago. And we, we get them sort of at the at the cemetery as the, the, the Trinity looking on. And they basically make a pact to figure out who killed his mother because he knows it was someone in the. Yeah, and he ministry. suspects Dr. Omen because she's got the, the clearance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they basically, they've formed a bit as a team and they're like, no, nah, from now on we have our own rules and regulations, our, our own, you know, yep. principles. They're becoming a, a Justice League instead yeah. of government stooges. And they, right. you know, have their little triple fist pump and that's the, yeah. that's them making that cry. And then we get what is essentially a Star Wars twist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Darth Vader killed your father. Yeah. It's that twist. It's the, that exact twist again. Yeah. The the only difference here is I don't know if he knew or not. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's maybe it could go either way. I think he yeah, might he have. Could. Yeah, he might have, but I'm not entirely sure that he did. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So the twist at the end is that, well, two twists. One is that Kieran's dad is in like a tank, and he might be revived later, like because she mentions that he's, she's keeping him alive somehow. And yep. Doctor Omen is his wife that was seemingly yep. dead, at least from Keenan's perspective from from years ago. Yeah. So, yep. but then again, it could be the whole you know, like I say with Darth Vader, you know, Dark Side just him and that effectively killed him. The same kind of thing right. here. If if he does indeed know. I, I I think though he might not know, and he genuinely believes she was in an accident, and she went off grid. She like faked her death to but, go off grid yeah. for some reason. He did speak to her in the last issue though. Wouldn't he recognize her? I don't know, because maybe yeah. maybe she's changed how she looks. Or something she may like have. That. I mean, yeah. that, that's possible. Because we haven't seen how she looked before, have we? So. It, uh, Not really. Well, just, we've, just seen, we've seen her in the flashback. Yeah, we've seen her in the flashback when she was like... Uh, yeah. yeah. So we, we did see in her. Um, but that's the thing with comic books, though. Like, you could have lots of people looking at each other, and we wouldn't really tell because it's comic books. Well, that's, yeah. that's the joke of Superman and Batman resembling each other so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah, on in costume it's easy, but when they're out of costume, yeah. it's like yeah. They're, they're there, just... there was that whole thing back at the the start of the new to the Court of Owls with with Lincoln March, where everyone going, oh, he just looks like Bruce Wayne. 
Oh, and Capullo had to eat that for yeah. you know eight Some issues. Months, yeah. 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 So and it was justified. Yeah. Yeah. So so two big twists at the end, but I think it was a, a fine conclusion to the first arc and having having yeah. the the trinity of China's Justice League kind of bond and yeah it feels like the start of an actual team like now it, yeah. they've built it quite nicely which is almost in a way it's almost kind of weird then calling it new superman i almost wish they just called it justice league of china but yeah i get that yeah, yeah but it's really keen in story you know well, we'll so, now, with so far but i mean who's to say like arc number two won't maybe focus a bit more on baxi or delane it does feel like they've limited themselves into maybe having to focus on him a bit more yeah Whereas right. if they had called just League of China, you'd have a bit more free reign by going off with the others. Yeah, but see, what's great, though, is that Yang's created all these characters that are all nice and new. And it's his, you know, sandbox to play in. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, JLC is a really cool acronym. So, they, they should just well, stop that in the cover. They tried that with Just League Canada and ended up being united because for whatever weird reason. So... Yeah, hopefully but ch- they can make it work with China. China's a bigger power than Canada, though, so hopefully that'll work. But again, but maybe that's kind of the same reason why it's not Justice yeah. League of China. Like they're they're trying to move away from. They'd assume people wouldn't buy it because they'd think, oh, it's, what? It's yeah, a like country. new Superman. Yeah. It, unless you know he's Chinese, like it doesn't yeah. play into that by the name. Yeah, I mean, you very quickly yeah. realize that everyone's Chinese and. Whatnot, well, yeah, but... it's a bit, it's a major part of the book. But if you're just looking at the titles, just League of China, yeah. you immediately know what to expect. No. Whereas New Superman yeah. could be anything really. It's kind of sad yeah. we have to feel that we have to trick certain people into reading a book set yeah. in the yeah. country. Well, it is. That's how it works, though. Oh well. Hey, yeah, as long as people are reading it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, Kian's dad was apparently killed, but is actually a w- in hibernation in a tank, a la a certain character on Scream Queens this season, and. Uh, <laughs> not caught up, so don't say much more. I won't say much more. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't say much more. Don't don't worry. It happens to that person immediately after you think they've died. So it's not like it's, uh, it's, not, it's not someone from before who you thought was dead. Matt. Okay. Like, you know. Okay. Um, well, the last thing I saw was the stamo surgery. So that's. Uh, Wait, you're way past the tank, but then. Oh, I wasn't paying attention then. <laughs> I feel like if I told you who I, it was, you'd get. I don't want to spoil it though for people who. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I just. That's a show that I watch sometimes when I'm really tired, and sometimes I doze off. And it's all right. I, I when I went to get out. a drink, then I, I popped into the girlfriend to give her a drink, and uh, she was watching the latest episode. And my favorite joke was on. I just so I, I just stopped for a minute and watched it because it was coming up. I just so I could laugh at it again. Gotcha. What joke was it? It was uh, one from Chanel number no. five after the test. Mm. Ah yes, yes, I, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what it was. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking that, about that it. show. <laughs> look, I, know, I, mean, I know this is DC Comics stuff, but yeah. you should watch that show. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's... Oh god! Show number five really came onto ruin this season. But before yeah. we tangent into uh, Stream Queen's talk, uh, that's super new Superman issue six. Uh, really, yep. really good. Uh, that'll take us on to Deathstroke number eight, which is Christopher Priest writing and Carlo Pugilain on art. Uh, you two read this, so you two. Take yeah, this is so, conclusion part two. Two. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not sure what's going on anymore, but I'm still gonna read it because <laughs> there's been that. so much espionage and so much ba- doubling back in working with who and, and not so working many with... different time frames. Yep. That I'm just gonna go. All right. I'm sure this will be resolved in the next couple. I'm yep. just gonna read it and enjoy. 
So I'm glad it's not just me. That was no, Connor no. too. It's, it it, uh, it flashes throughout so much stuff that it's trying to keep up with everything, but yeah. it's still enjoyable. Yes. His fight with Superman. This is basically the crux of the issue. Superman's come to to take Deathstroke in, basically on orders of the government and Deathstroke's ex-wife. And him and Slade have a conversation as Slade's having a conversation with his suit, which that was new with the AI yeah. that has Wintergreen's voice. I love that, that this is kind of a way where they would just want, we want Wintergreen in this book all the time. We want this banter because yep. that, that has always been great whenever we've had that so far mm-hmm. in the series. It's like, we need an excuse. Let's just do this. Let's go for it. Well, and, and he asked why Wintergreen, and he's like, oh, Icon loves Wintergreen. Yeah, he gets out of respect. respect. Yeah. So, but what I liked about the fight with Superman is we know Deathstroke is this tactician, mm. and normally he shouldn't have a shot, right, against a Kryptonian, but he's wearing this special suit, the Icon suit, and we learned that it's it's not just a super suit, it's a gravity well. So the harder Superman hits it, the more, the more it and kind of it absorbs back. Yep, and then fights back. So by the end of this fist fight, it ends up with Superman bloody because he gets hit with this wave that would have vaporized a normal person. Yeah. But kind of just burst some capillaries in, in Superman's hand. But even if, like, yeah, sure, Superman's barely hurt, but the fact that yeah. he is hurt just it's shows hurt. you what a threat Deathstroke is. Exactly. And we know that he got the suit early on, and that's kind of been the plot to get him in the suit, it ends up being his downfall. For as smart as he tries to get away from Superman, they have this whole, you know, conversation as he's bringing him in that, you know, this aircraft carrier they're on is run and owned by this uh, cartel leader that has countries bought and sold, basically. Mm. And, like, if I kill this guy, is that justice? Or is justice you bringing me in for killing this guy that the world's better off without? Yeah. And it makes Superman think. And when he does bring him in, he doesn't drop him off to the uh, government. Yeah. He he gives them to Jericho, who showed up in his own icon suit. And... I, I also liked in that conversation, Slade brings up, oh, look, the last time you worked for the government didn't go too well for you in, in Aquaman. Uh, uh, Aquaman. It, it, yeah. For two reasons. One, it shows that Deathstroke does his research on everything yeah. constantly. I just love that he, the idea that he's oh. up to date on everyone. And just the idea that he really kind of uses it to try and convince him, and you can just see the doubt on Superman's face that hang yeah. on, maybe maybe he's right on that. Yeah. Well, and it's and I like that they're putting that out that you know Superman doesn't want to work for the government, but if if it's a special call, he will. Yeah. And that was kind of what he told Aquaman in that issue was, you know, I don't want to be doing this, but I'm doing it as a favor because you're a friend and a teammate. And here it's along the same lines where he wants to try to knock Deathstroke down. And yeah. he can't. And, I mean, Deathstroke still ends up apprehended. But not before... Um, it kind of... Everything's falling into place. I feel like Deathstroke wants to be on that island, wherever they're going. Yeah, definitely. So, and we also get some stuff with uh, Ravager, uh, with Rose. Yeah. That she learns that her boyfriend was working for Deathstroke. And that the hit was out on her, and she ends up going to Vietnam. So who knows what she's doing? But she kind of deletes everything. But what was interesting is what she deletes was Hive, which is responsible for the oldest son's death. Yes. 
So it'll be playing back in. So again, there's all these threads at play. I'm still not too sure what exactly is going on. I feel like I it's starting to, to come together. Like, I'm feeling like, okay, I yeah. get where it's heading. It's kind of all kind of yeah. going in the same direction. I just don't mm-hmm. know exactly what this inciting incident that brings it together will be. Yeah. So, still a solid read. The art in this one was really fantastic. I mean, yeah, definitely. Superman, that fight and them talking. I mean, the art makes them standing there talking worth... Yeah. You know, just yeah I just, like, it just nails Superman's facial expressions throughout mm-hmm. that whole conversation. just makes it so engaging to read. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's that stroke. Cool. Uh, that'll take us on to Suicide Squad issue 8, which is written by Rob Williams, uh, Jim Lee, and... Any idea how to pronounce that artist's name? Let me try I don't and have find it. In front it. Of me. One sec. No. Give me a sec. <laughs> is this the one for the backup? I assume. Uh, I assume so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I uh, just took down two artist names. Giuseppe Campancholi. Campancholi. <laughs> ah, sure. We'll go with that. Sure. Campancholi. <laughs> I don't know. It's... We'll, we'll go with that. Um, That's for layouts, and then Francesco Martina on finished art. All right. Oh. Okay. Do we mention that Larry Hama did the layouts for Deathstroke? Yeah, I don't think we did. Mention that. Yeah. So Larry Hama did the layouts, and Pagulian did the like the, the yeah, art. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's um, was worth mentioning. But yeah, you guys aren't going to talk about the whole issue. You both read the backup <laughs> because you were lulled into believing that the backup was a lead-in to next week's first issue. Of Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Well, yeah, Squad. Like even even the title card for this backup yeah. says Justice League versus Suicide Squad Prelude Warm Heart. Now you see, I wish I'd skipped it. I am someone who is not fooled by such tactics, so I never read we it. We are suckers for tying. Wait, though, okay? how how many episodes? Uh, episodes? How many issues of Suicide Squad did you read, Pete? Before I dropped it. Yeah. Uh, three, I think. Yeah, I read I read the Rebirth and I was done. I think I so got to like five or six. Yeah. So, so, who's really smart now, huh? Connor's reading Red Hood. There are six issues. Shut in. up. <laughs> yes, deflect, deflect. Uh, this was pointless. I'm just going to come out and say it. There's, yeah. not, there's no sense to drag it out. Well, what, what, hold on, what was it? What, what was the backup right. about? So basically, it starts by her just arriving at, at Bell Reeve. Was it? Yeah. She she arrives yeah. at Bell Reeve. And they kind of go, oh yeah, she has cold powers. She she takes the heat and she can put it out as projectiles. She's a heat vampire. She's no yeah. cold snap. And no, then, no, she's no cold snap. And then they walk her through the facility and introduce her to all the team. We get like one panel with each team member where they say something, and oh. then that's it. And then Waller is at the end going, "You're going to join the squad and you'll get to have you. a sentence." Yeah. Yep. And don't even think you know because we're going to put a bomb in your neck anyways. Yeah. They teased her origin about down in the Arctic, and, you know, it yeah. was just. I read I, it because Connor was saying that he was going to read it, so I was like, why not? And. Yeah. Honestly, I think what disappointed me most about this is that I thought the backups of what I was reading were really good. Typically, they, yeah. they gave a, a really nice insight on whatever person they were focused on. They did something different mm-hmm. with their backstory, and they gave a unique look. Whereas this was the most generic thing possible. 
and mm. it wasn't even really about Killer Frost. She was there, no. but it was just going, here's a recap of who's on the team in this upcoming yep. crossover. Except if you're reading Suicide Squad, you already know who's on the team. So Exactly. It is literally yeah. for anyone who's picked this up as a prelude, because it's marked as a prelude, yeah. just so they go, oh yeah, here you go, this is the team. And yep. I kind of hate it for that. Oh, well. Uh, dodged a bullet there. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it really was like, and I I like the idea of Killer Frost since I read that Sterling Gates, they were yeah. Sterling Gates, the Villains Month issue, and it really humanized the character, and it wasn't just this, you know, psycho cold. And it was like, is, she only does this because she needs to, you know? Yeah, and I'm looking forward to maybe seeing that in some of the JLA stuff. Because I'm yeah, sure. Well, like, we, have, we have that one yeah. shot uh, next month. We're yeah. going to have the one shots for all four of those yep. main JLA characters, so. We'll we'll see how she strips up in that, but uh, that that'll take us on to Connor's Corner, everyone's favourite segment of the show, where the ginger reigns supreme. It First is. up, <laughs> Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps issue ten, uh, Robert Vendetti writing and Ed Beans on the art. Connor, how's this one holding up for you? It's a strange issue, this one actually, because it starts and ends with the. Brainiac stuff. You know, they're just in the bald city and they're going, oh, this is what's happening. There's not really a lot of advancement on that side of things. The middle portion of the issue is where the real stuff kind of happens. And we're back with the, the Guardians. We've got Gathnet and Sade. And they've kind of called in Kyle Rayner. And they're going, right, this is Hal's ring that, you know, it kind of went to them after he quote unquote died. And they went, because he forged this himself with his own will, part of him is still in it. Part of him still exists in a tangible form to this world. So, and you're the White Lantern. You have such mastery over it, and you have such a special connection to Green after you were the Torchbearer that we think you can pull him back out. And then we kind of go into kind of like the void where Hal is. It's kind of like death. He, he he is seemingly dead because he meets a bunch of old dead characters like Abin Sur and he has kind of just conversations with everyone and like, they seem to actually be there. It doesn't seem to be a figment of his imagination. Like He talks to uh, Tamar Ray and they talk about how Tamar too took his place and how that, that he's proud of his son. And it's kind of not bad. You know, it kind of feels weirdly soon after he died to do this. Like, I feel like we could have done with a longer break, but the actual stuff isn't that bad. But then, just as it's kind of getting interesting with those conversations, Kyle pulls him back out. Wait, so you're telling me that ten issues into this Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps series, Hal Jordan has died and come back to life? <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, there is a, there is a little bit of a joke about that, where Kyle says, when they say, oh, this is Hal's ring, and he's like, so? He'll probably put it back on. He he takes off his ring and puts it back on again as often as I change my socks. And it's kind of the same sort of thing here. It's like, yeah, he just dies that often at this point. It does, doesn't matter. That's <laughs> what he does. He dies, yeah. ignites the sun, and comes back. Yeah, pretty much. And like they, they even talk about like some of the other lines. It's like, hang on, Catman, you died twice. Twice. And And... Like it feels like they're kind of poking fun at this, even though they're doing it anyway, which is a weird tactic, I think. But it's not bad. 
I still don't care about Hal in this, which is kind of the big problem. Give me a DLC book. (laughs) Yeah, when it's on all the core, I I really like it. But the Hal and the Guardians and Kyle, it's like, eh, you know, whatever. And then we get to the end and the the Brainiac stuff's back and it's all the bottles and then... um, we have an orange show up and grab the box, the, the bottle, and go, oh, mine. Oh, you mean Marfrey's shows yeah. up? Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Cool. Uh... And it's like, okay. And there's a whole big thing when, when Hal's in the other world where they keep going, you need to get hope back. You really need hope. And it's like, all right, yeah, we get it. Blue back. lanterns, we get it. Yeah. And it feels like they're really driving it home. And then you got Orange, and it's like, uh, okay. Well, I don't know if you guys heard that, but my dog just let out a groan because he's tired. <laughs> <of that> <laughs> the problem is, this, it's not that bad. It, it, this Hal stuff was probably better than the earlier Hal stuff. But at the same time, I just want more of the core because that stuff is good and that stuff is fun. But that gets maybe four pages in this issue. And no cold snap. Well, no. No, no. He's my new favourite. I need to keep track of where Cold Snap is week to week here, guys. What we need is, uh, you know those websites that go like, oh, when was the last time this, this happened? Yeah. You go, you, you need like a, a Cold Snap tracker. It's like, when did he last show up? Well, the funny thing is, it'll be in the next Justice League because his bit wasn't done. At least I don't think it was. But how hilarious would it be if he's just not there? Oh. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. Um, all right, okay. That's Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps. That'll take Connor on to his favourite of the month, and that is Red Hood and the Outlaws issue five. Scott Lobdell writing, Dexter Sawyer on art, and Cold Snap in our hearts. My favourite time of the month. I'm not sure I even care enough to talk about this. I just Connor, they fight. Are they Again. a team yet? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The dream doesn't end. 2016 it's, sucks it's so like, much. But DC like, Rebirth uh, and Connor Reed and Red Hood are the highlights of the year. And it continues. It will not it's stop. Like, oh, it's close. Bizarro's attacking Red Hood and he's like, oh, he's throwing him. He's like, oh, you could have pulverized me, but why aren't you? You're resisting Black Mass mind control thing. But just hurry up and do it, please, so I can stop reading this, this shite. This train will not stop. I think if we have a unanimous vote if he should keep reading it. What do you think, Pete? Like if, he, we, if we can line up... He should keep reading know. it, obviously. <laughs> uh, I was going to say no, but we have to be unanimous. So, I guess he has to keep reading it. He said when they become a team. They are not a team yet. Even, don't get me wrong. It's bad for him, man. It's I, like, I try to wrangle a lot so of extra rules There was into a really it. annoying moment in this where Jason has, uh, like, he's looking down this scope and he's, he's got, like, Black Mask lined up and then he pauses and it does this flashback to, like, him and Batman talking about not killing people and then he misses the moment. It's like, really? Just have him shoot him. This is what he's been doing for the last five years. Just shoot him again. <sighs> I'm sick of this. Him trying to earn Batman's respect, bollocks again. That's that's yeah. not Jason. Get rid of it. You know what I like about Jason is he's the anti-Robin. He's like the kid that's like, oh, Dad wants me to do that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Dad, exactly. Dad wants me to get a haircut. I'm growing my hair long. Yeah. Oh, you don't want me to kill people? I'm taking fools out. Like, do you know what I don't like about Jason though? Everything, everything else. <laughs> 
that was a very fair response. Don't get me wrong, um, but he's not called Snap. I, th- I think that's a big mark against him. <laughs> it's a big mark to be against fair, him. Everything does encompass that. <laughs> it does. That's true. It does. But specifically, that was the point I was getting at. Um, I'll, I'll get bored of this cold snap joke in a couple of weeks, folks. I promise. But no, you won't. No, you won't. This, this no, is continuous. Twenty seventeen, yeah. isn't it? I'll tell you what, when the team are together in Red Hood and the Outlaws, I'll stop making cold snap jokes. <laughs> oh, man. There was, there was almost... Season, you, figured, you figured they would be the Outlaws now. But, well, uh, I guess, think, there's know. almost a little bit where... Um, oh, what's her name? Artemis. Artemis. Artemis, thank you. Uh, see, that's how little I care about this now. It's driven me to not even remembering their names. Where she shows back up to help him out against Pizarro because she'd left. She buggered off completely. And she kind of comes back in and it's like, oh, okay, maybe this is the start of the team up. Oh, I just thought and of... Then, and of... then she summons her giant axe, which is called Mistress, apparently. And um... then it's like, okay, and then Bizarro just fights back. It's like, damn it. What if What if eventually, like, Bizarro and Roy stop fighting? Not Roy. Sorry. Jason. Jason. <laughs> see what I did That's there. How I had <laughs> um, see, 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 what if they start fighting? They team up, but then they go after hunting Artemis next arc. No, no, if... no, she's she's on board now. She's come back to she rescue Jason. Oh. It's a shame. That I, I'm I'm praying that is the end of it. Surely. Well, next issue is issue six, and typically six issue arc. We had the rebirth issue, then a six issue arc. I imagine there'll be a team at the end of the next issue. I think you're about to be off the hook after one more. This is so bad, I miss him butchering Starfire. <laughs> that's that's how awful this is to read. Oh, man. And I love Starfire, and that was painful, that characterization uh, of her. And this is yeah. worse. Although the second the second arc kind of redeemed it a little bit when she was the captain of the ship. Yeah, that you was know? Little, right. But, but not, not as much. Yeah. So. Music to my ears, this corner. Oh, man. I want to smash a glass over your head one day. Music to my ears. All right, that'll uh, wrap up the reviews of this week's books, which we actually got through in a fairly timely fashion. A couple of them were simple enough that we could. Yeah, yeah. given that All holiday special considered. took up like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like I was worried this was going to be like two and a half hours long, but we actually some of the books were these simple plots where it just you know yeah it's just setting up the next issue. And we can move on. So that takes us on to our favourite things of the week's uh, panel, being the first one. And a lot, lot of options for this one this week, I feel like. There was a lot of things that uh, popped up throughout. Um, and I think I'm tempted to go with my, the one I uh, mentioned from Action that I really liked with John looking on when Superman's in the oh, sky. Wow. Um, not necessarily the best art in terms of... Like, you could pick almost any panel out of like Wonder Woman and it's probably a better piece of art just in terms of... like. Yeah, but it's nice. Yeah, it's just, it's just a really... Uh, beautiful show. It's one of those things where I just think, oh, that's a really cool comic booky Superman moment, you know, where you see how yeah. big and high up Superman, is, even to his son, who also has powers, but right now he's still like a Titan compared to him, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But not as in the Teen Titan Titans, grown up Titans. No. Yeah. 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 Skin confusing, isn't it? Yeah, too many Titans. That's why if they if they have like a third Titans team where it's like Cassie and um, Connor, Which they Ken, should because I want them. They have to call them Young Justice just so that it was a completely different name. Oh, man. They should definitely, like, obviously with the show returning at some point, they should definitely launch a Young Justice book alongside it. So we'll have a, a trinity of Titan books. We'll have Teen Titans, Titans, and Young Justice, which are all 
different teams from the timeline, if you will. And I'm sure I'll love all of them. Until Lobdell's writing that. But, um, Shut up. Connor, uh, what's your panel of the week? Uh, I'm going to go with something from the, the holiday special, from the okay. Detective Chimp story. It's where Batman is... They, they, they're doing the, the montage of looking around the different places. You know, they go to like, the asylum and Ace Chemicals. And it's that one. Batman sat on like, the gargoyle, looking off in his, his crouch position. And Chimp's just in front, swigging out of a bottle in a paper bag. And I think just yeah. that, that whole image just sums up why I loved that story and that issue in general. It was great. Cool. Um, I'm yawning. Apologies. Uh, Matt, yeah. what's your panel of the week? And I, I noticed so you were I'm looking. A... You were looking. I could see your eyes looking as he was saying yeah, his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I was looking for something else because I was I was trying to – I missed something this week and I was looking through it while you guys were talking. But – since Connor picked the Detective Champ, which was I was in a pull from, I'll say the the um, the muted tone uh, piece of Stephanie in Detective. That was Comics. that was actually my other choice that I was thinking yeah, of going so, with. Not a bad yeah, option. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. No, but that that the well we'll get to the next part. But Detective just art this this week, fantastic all around. But that stood out the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another one that I might have picked was a uh, Supergirl breaking out of the. The box. Yeah. Thought that was a great, great page. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, art of the week then. Um, oh, I hate to be boring, but it's this Wonder Woman, isn't it? Yep. Well. <laughs> I felt like Matt was about to disagree, and he just like, well. I I really enjoyed Detective as well. Oh, Detective was great. There was a lot of great art this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to so fault a lot of them, but. Um, Wonder Woman just is it's just that that one that's just standing a little bit higher and is just shining bright on top of everything else. Um, yeah. But a lot, a lot of good Supergirl would look great, New Superman look great, Detective look great, a lot of good stuff. Deathstroke look great. I'll take your word for it, but yeah, it's more. So, yeah. um, so top fives. Let's do top fives. Because uh, we couldn't do it a couple of weeks ago because we only had the uh, the two annuals and stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys want to include the Rebirth special in your... If it would be in your top five, because it's kind of a weird thing to rank against other issues. Well, I don't know. There's... Like, it's not going to be... It might be five on mine, but that Detective Jump story I really enjoyed. I I was thinking I might have it in mine, just because the stuff I did, I really liked it. It kind of pulls it up. I don't think I'd put it in my top five, but I did like, like two or three of the stories in it were really good. Yeah, um, but I, I probably I think that one was the most substantial because it felt like that could have been in you know that could have been a backup in a Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that one. I feel so, like the, the Flash one could have been backup in the Flash. That and, one too. You know. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm gonna I'm purposely not even try to even think about including it just because I feel like it doesn't compare to like regular issues of things. Um, but no, uh, Matt, you you can go first. Top five. Um, so I'll put Wonder Woman number one has the art, the, the story, everything. Plus that again, we already talked about it. But the lizard scene alone, it's fantastic. Number two is going to be Detective Comics, for all the other reasons we've talked about. We just talked about all that. Three, and this is where it gets more difficult. I'll have to put. Man, the whole super books were solid, but I think action because of the Lacall stuff. It took it in a direction I wasn't expecting. Like we were actually going to spend time with the Godslayer. And then four, 
Hmm. Probably Supergirl. I really enjoyed that one. And five, the Detective Chimp story. So. That's your dog grilling sort of to himself yeah. in the middle yeah. of that. It was amusing. He has sorry, he has itchy ears right now. I think uh, it's I think he just I think he just disagrees with your choices. Yeah. Well is he it, should. I he's mean. like that number three? Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Um He clearly wants the crypto story to be uh, mentioned on the He did, and that's what I was gonna say. You know, I did try to name him crypto when we first got him, but it wouldn't stick. Uh, so Um yeah. yeah, I'm gonna yeah, Wonder Woman is number one. I think that's uh, a clear pick this week. Uh, my number two would it be Detective? I don't know. I don't, I, I'm tempted to go with Supergirl actually. At number two, then Detective, and then then Superwoman, and then Action. I think is where I'm going to sit on it. But it's really it is a really it's a kind of tough week. Though. I feel like there's yeah Wonder Woman stands out, and then there's like a lot of stuff that's kind of similar on par it's with all each very other. good yeah it's hard to but it's not like the, the oh my god this yeah. is amazing great levels that the other stuff kind of hits yeah yeah connor what would you you line so obviously wonder woman <laughs> clearly uh, you know ding, ding, and i feel ding. like that, that was kind of a given at this point to be honest yeah uh i think second i'm gonna go with action because i really like that it really surprised me like we were saying with the the god slayer huh? stuff i really liked it uh, third, I think, Deathstroke. Wow. Yeah. Fourth, Detective. And then fifth, I'm going with the, the Holiday Special, because that, like, there was four or five stories in it that I really liked. Obviously, the the chimp, but then you have the, the crypto and the, the, the first one with, with the, the video game. Like, I loved a lot of it. All right, that's uh, everyone's favourites from this week. Uh, that just leaves me to tell you what's coming next week. And I'm sure I'll get corrections from someone if any of this is wrong. Uh, but coming next week, we do have the first issue of the event, which is Justice League versus Suicide Squad issue 1. We also have Batman issue 13, Green Arrow issue 13, Green Lanterns issue 13, Justice League 11, Nightwing issue 11, Superman 13, Trinity issue 4, and Raven issue 4, the miniseries, is there. Plus, also coming out next week, although we will not be covering them, is Harley Quinn issue 10, Aquaman issue 13, and Cyborg issue 7. So that's... Uh, All about right. Yeah, that's what's coming out next week. And uh, again, uh, next week, of course, is Christmas, and if we would recorded it at the regular time, it would be Christmas Eve, so you should expect it probably a day early. We, we should be... Hopefully. We should be churning it out a day early because we want it done before Christmas and it'll probably be the same the following week as well because it's New Year's Eve. New Year's. It's just it's just where things are lying on. Um, if somehow we don't, it could be a day later than normal. Yeah. So. Um, I was just I was looking at the, the issues next week. Obviously, we've got the, the event starting, but we also have Justice League 11. Do we know if that's part of the crossover? Can you remember? Uh, no, no, it's only it's January the issues. Outbreak conclusion. Right. Yeah. Yep. I just I thought because I, I thought that originally, but then Suicide Squad had that. No, because Suicide Squad has that. Then Suicide Squad is actually doesn't have a second issue this month. It's taking the rest of the month off. Because Jim Lee's finished forever now, yeah. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> we're, never, we're never seeing him on on that book again. And then oh. yeah, so two issues next month for both books that are tying into it. Um, but yeah, so that's actually kind of exciting. Actually, it's our first uh, event. It's going to be weekly starting next week for six weeks. Yep. So and, that, see, and that's what I was I was looking up because we got a gatefold this in a lot of these this week 
Yeah, all of them, uh, I think. Uh, I think the, the yeah. Rebirth, didn't. Rebirth Special yeah, didn't have it, but most of the regular issues no. did. Yeah. But of the villain team that is going to be associated. And so I was trying to track down uh, Direct Currents, which is this free magazine DC is putting out quarterly. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to track it down because it's free on Comixology. And yeah. there's a nice... Okay. There's a nice um, article on who who these players are and how they're going to factor in. So I was trying to track that down because once I, I started investigating the gatefold, I need to read this, and I couldn't find a good one online. So uh, that all said, very excited next week for Suicide Squad Justice League. More more than I thought I would when it was first announced, which if you guys remember me saying, I said I was going to skip it. Um, yeah, and then we, we, we cut yeah. bullshit on that pretty quickly. Yeah, we, we, yeah I immediately yeah. said that was bollocks. No. There's no way you're yeah. not reading that. Yep. Well, and now and now it's come to plus it, plus eh? Matt, we do a DC Comics podcast. What us not reading the events would be really sh- weird yeah, and but stupid. I, if it was something really bad, I could just listen to you guys. Like we listen to Connor sure. talk about Red Hood. Okay, sure, but right. is- issue one, you're going to read issue one. Yeah, how much and... of Convergence did you read, Matt? <laughs> All of it. That's exactly. why I didn't want to. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to learn from my lessons, Connor, not repeat them. Uh, but. That said, I'm really looking forward to it in a week that has Superman and Trinity. That says a lot. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, obviously, before we started, Matt, you said you were going to drop some books, and you, obviously, you mentioned it when we were talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah you mentioned Birds of, Birds of Prey. Prey. Did, are you dropping Birds of Prey? And uh, yeah, New Superman. I'm just gonna, as oh, much right. as I enjoy it, it's it's a monthly book that I can just wait for and trade, and. I get and that because I I've considered it myself, and it's kind of yeah. like I want to keep reading it. But time mm-hmm. is a factor. Time is a factor. So, so and on week two, if we're adding some more books coming down the line, uh, JLA is going to be hitting yeah. on week two. Yeah, it's kind of always one of my last ones to read. Mine but too. It'll be um, a case of I'll keep reading it until I can't fit it in before we record. Well, not to yep. worry because soon you shouldn't have Red Hood, which is on the same week. And yeah. for me at least, I will uh, keep reading it. Partly because yeah, I yeah, like yeah. it a lot, but also because I don't have Deathstroke on that week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and see that's and that's and I definitely that. don't want to adopt Deathstroke. Yeah. No, me either. Nor do I have Hal Jordan that week. No. Which sometimes I want to drop. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. you're pick, picking uh, Hal Jordan over New Because Superman. like, yeah. there's half of Hal Jordan which I think is fantastic, <laughs> and it's like I just I'm holding out hope. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's good for the show because it means someone's covering Hal Jordan. Like I'll, I'll have yeah. New Superman covered, so it's not like. But it's just weird if, that, if that's. I the... think the thing is, like, obviously, New Superman's uh, a monthly book. It has such a nice breaking point at the minute, yeah. whereas Hal Jordan feels like it's just like this ongoing thing. There hasn't really been a break, and I'm kind of invested at this point. More like, like I've read twice as much of it as I have New Superman. That's true. I mean. It was inevitable that eventually some of us were going to have to drop a couple yep. to make room for new ones because there's just you know so much in a week we can do. Yeah, and it is happening around the time where we're thinking of what's coming up next and what would we rather yeah. be reading. Yeah, because and we'll... that that's the main one. If we're getting like a Justice Society book, I was gonna have to yeah. drop stuff. Anyways, well, we're getting, or even a Legion. We're getting know? three new books in February. Over the next six weeks, we have an event that's weekly, so that's an extra book yep. every week. Plus, and we I'm have to the... pick up the Suicide Squad tie-ins, and we have four yeah, minis. Me too over the, uh, you know, four one-shots over the course of January as well. So that effectively makes Suicide Squad versus Justice League two issues a week for all of January. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Um, they do add up. 
but in Oh, we're not even complaining about price. It's more of a time factor actually fitting all the. It is a time factor because yeah. I don't want to. As much as I didn't like Birds of Prey, I like the snappy. Or this week, I like the snappy dialogue and it's fun to read. But it just it's getting lower and lower, you know. And I'm like, well, if I don't read it, I know Pete has it read. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. kind of as to where it is in the week that we record this. Yeah. Where if if I had the full week to read all my books, I'd probably just yeah. keep going with it. Yeah, but then yeah. we wouldn't get the show out until just before the new books come out, and that'd feel really yeah, late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and so, and I used to do the style of reading where I read what I'm not as excited for first, but even something like Birds of Prey and New Superman, I'm excited about, you know, mm. and I like reading them. It's just as we keep saying, it's a time factor. Yeah. So what essentially it means is, is that some of these some of these books that are sort of later in the show, because you'll notice they're, they're always structured as the Batman and Superman ones are first, then yep. you go to your Flash and Wonder Woman and so on. The ones that come later in the show, it will be more of a, there's one or two of us reading each one rather than all three of us reading all of them, because it just yeah. it naturally kind of works out that way that it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. But whenever it happens, we will try and do it so that at least someone's covering something. I mean, obviously there's a couple that all of us have dropped, but Sometimes, I mean, well, so far it's only really been Suicide Squad, Cyborg, uh, Cyborg, and Aquaman. Cyborg. Yeah, it's a short list. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're doing pretty good. Speaks yeah. to the quality of DC. There's nothing that I read because I'm not reading Red Hood that I'm just like, why am I reading this? <laughs> yeah. There's always a good reason for all of them. Right. That's now. what you mean. Say what you want about 2016 being awful, and there's a very good case to be made for it. But yes. it did give us DC Rebirth. DC Rebirth and video games have had a pretty good year. Sure. Yeah. TV's been pretty solid. Ah, TV's been pre- yeah, TV's been pretty good. Movies have been good too. And that's been most for, well, ma- for mainstream movies. It's been a weak year. Yeah, I like it's been a bit more hit and miss, hasn't it? Yeah. It's there's, there's been hardly any blockbusters. Let me be this positive, year. damn it. Nah. <laughs> uh, but look, look for more of this discussion in the uh, best movies of the year video that me and Matt will be doing soon for one point twenty one. That'll yep. be that'll be up in the next couple of weeks uh, probably just before Christmas our extra episode that we'll do between two regular episodes uh, talking about the best books of 2016 or end of year special will hit the first week of January because we have to wait until the last week of books are out before we can do it because we don't know there might be an amazing book in there there might be yeah yeah. I mean we've got that new Supergirl mini hitting on that last week right yeah that's the the last week of December that's it yeah so Whereas TV, me and Connor have already started doing those videos because all the TV pretty much stops a couple of weeks before Christmas anyway. And Although, then annoyingly, Netflix throws yeah. a new show on us out of nowhere just after we put yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we have to put up. You yeah, check it out. It's called the Oa, and it's about Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought it was about until I actually yeah. seen the trailer. Um, Swerve. But uh, no, so that that's coming. So you can look forward to that. You can see me and Connor argue about the the best TV shows of the year. Um, over various videos, some of which are already up. Probably less of an argument than him and Matt on yeah. movies. And me and Tim are doing it for horror movies on Screams After Midnight, so that stuff's going up on the YouTube channel uh, if you want to venture over there if you listen to this via the audio. But that's us, guys. Uh, let us know what you thought of this week's books in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that other stuff that you can do, whatever it is you're listening to or watching this. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this week's books too. Um, also have a nice Christmas uh, I mean the next episode should be out before Christmas but there's a good chance that you might not bother watching or listening to it until after Christmas because you might be too and busy just on the off chance that we slip behind and on the off chance that we slip behind I will say Merry Christmas just now um, and if we do slip behind it means the next couple or at least the next one will be a bit later than normal but this Christmas I mean it's 
Cut, cut us some slack. Yeah, there's only so much we can do. We've yeah. been fairly on schedule since we started the show. Um, yeah. So, but no, thank you very much for watching and or listening. Keep reading comics. And always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion. And shut up, dog. Thank you.